0: Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every Canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in the Cannon Cannon. Fuck you, asshole. Welcome to the Canon Cannon. My name is Jeff Garlock.
1: And I'm Frank Garcia Hale.
0: And this is the podcast where we talk about canon films and all of the masterpieces that canon has produced, except for sometimes when we do a special episode that we like to call a could have been a canon. And that's what we're doing today. Because Mm -hmm. today, today we wanted to give a little gift to ourselves because it's the holiday season and to all of you and talk about... The 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic,
1: Commando. 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 Because he says that in the movie. Non-stop. It's crazy. He says, don't you know I'm a commando? <laughs> hey, I'm a commando, guy. <laughs> like, it's all Look at time. me. I'm a commando. <laughs> it's
0: like, I want to see the cutting room floor for how many times they said that. It's insane. Uh,
1: don't but yeah. you
0: know I'm a commando <laughs> <laughs> That's the remix, don't you know? Yep. I'm a commando, but so yeah, today we are covering commando. Uh, uh, spoiler: We both love it a lot. Uh, it has informed mm-hmm. big aspects and chunks of my life, I know. <laughs> uh, and we also wanted to do this today because big announcement, drum roll in your head. Uh, we are going to start launching the official Canon Canon Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. We love doing this podcast. We truly do. Uh, uh, it, it. Especially in these times. Uh, it's one of the uh, bright spots in the week for both Frank and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but... It's you know it is it is a labor of love and we love that the people who are into it are super into it, uh, but we could use a we could use a little help uh, to yeah. do it up and to do it right. You know we we do put a surprising amount of work into this podcast, especially a lot. <laughs> a lot. Like and 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 we are both uh, uh, middle aged men with children. Uh Uh, And so we are, you know, working against uh, life schedules, tight schedules. It it always involves every week watching a movie we love, taking notes on that movie, recording an episode separately from each other in completely different locations, doing multiple edits uh, on both of our ends. I'll do an edit. Frank does an edit. We do a lot of sweetening to it to make it sound uh, like we are in the same room. Uh, And... Uh, Radio magic. Radio magic is what you get going in your ears every week. And we do it every week. And we also are aware, like, this is a pretty niche podcast. Like, it is, yeah. you know, we put a lot of work in to talk
1: about movies that sometimes people do not remember. It's We're talking about a niche studio, uh, uh, and we're doing a very niche podcast. So the 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 levels of nicheness just kind of keeps getting
0: it
1: suffocates itself how
0: niche it can get at certain oh, yeah. times but that's the thing is like we know that the people who enjoy it are super enjoying it and we would also love to kind of get you to be a part of this uh yeah we we love engaging with you we love that the people that kind of have been reaching out uh so we you know we wanted to Find the way to kind of continue to be able to do this, but also to hopefully give back something uh, to the canon superfans and to the hopefully canon bros fans uh, that are kind of enjoying this work. Uh, And so, yeah, we're going to launch this Patreon. Uh, We want to just kind of go quickly through the different tiers. We've got a couple uh, membership levels here. Uh, Uh So for $3 a month, you'll be able to enter the Bronson Bunch. And that is an elite. That's great, right. That's right. boyo. <laughs> um, and yeah, with the and with all this too, we're gonna be kind of maybe morphing around and adding benefits, possibly even as it continues on. Uh, but right now for three dollars a month, yeah. you get to be in the Bronson bunch. And with that, you'll get a complete post archive, whatever we're gonna post on the Patreon page in the future, uh, as well as a personalized shout out uh on an episode of the Canon Cannon. Cannon. Uh, also, at some point, if we have ads, you'll get ad-free episodes. That's all there is uh-huh. to it—just us babbling, and not Mailchimp.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless Mailchimp.com wants to be an ad, and then we'll we'll talk about them too. <laughs> For the second tier, that is the molasses two by fours. You know them, you love them. That's our <laughs> boy Norris, and you get to be just like Norris—be the slowest member of the bunch. But that gets climbing up walls climbing up walls slowly but surely uh but yeah so for five bucks a month you get to be in the molasses two by fours with all Uh-oh. these you'll get the benefits from the last tier you'll get a personalized shout out on episode of Canon Cannon, complete post archive ad free versions when we have those available and you will also get a bonus episode once a month uh that we will of a could have been a canon That's partly why we're also doing this. We're going to do, we're going to keep doing Could Have Been a Cannons, and we're going to release them a month early, and you Mm -hmm. will get that if you are part of the Molasses 2x4s. Uh, Eventually, we will release it past the paywall, but you get those a month early, and you get to support us doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. The third tier we call the greatest, because we think you're the greatest for giving us $10 a month to help us outdo this podcast. Just like Dudikoff and James. Just like Dudikoff and James. If you are a true canon head, you you knew. You knew right away what we were talking about. Because you know that Uh that is the greatest duo that we are realizing has ever existed. Uh, And (laughs) so you get to be enviable just like the greatest. And again, you will get. An ad-free version of all episodes, if we do them. Complete post-archive. We will give you a personalized shout-out on an episode of the Canon Cam, because we appreciate you so much. Uh, you will get a bonus Canon uh, You will get a bonus Canon episode of It Could Have Been a Canon once a month. You will get it a month early than everyone else who can listen to this for free, because we will always be offering this for free uh, on uh, the usual places. Also, though, if you are part of the, can- uh, the greatest... Uh, if you are a part of The Greatest for six months, uh, then you get to choose our Could Have Been a Canon. We will do yep. whatever you pick, and you
1: get to record a little intro why you want to do it. You, be, you basically get to say, hey, J- J- uh, Frank and Jeff, I think you should do this movie because it could have been a canon. And you get to record yourself saying a little intro on why you think it could have been a canon. Yeah. And then we'll watch that movie you 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 will you will make it like cuz we've got ones
0: we've got a list we have ones we would love to do but mm-hmm. we also know like we've gotten some great requests already we've gotten some great suggestions for how we can kind of pivot oh, this yeah. where else we could go uh but yeah you get to let you get to force us to watch one uh or give us the gift of getting to watch one and then if you really love this podcast if you really want to be the ultimate helpful producer because that is what we always know producers are are nothing but help you get to be part of (laughs) our highest tier for 15 bucks a month we will appreciate you till the end of time because you are a member of golden and globus baby you are straight up canon films you are creating so many episodes of this and you are helping us to do that and helping just like every canon film is kind of insane that they made it Uh, it is insane sometimes that we're doing this podcast. And so you get to help that insanity. So once again, you get all the tears. You get a bonus episode once a month. If you do it for six, uh, for six months or for, is it six months? Do we have it?
1: Yes. Oh yeah. I think it's six months. Yes,
0: Six months. Sorry. Uh, you get to, uh, uh, picker could have been. And a some candidate. of
1: this might adjust too. We might adjust of, around. We're yes.
0: we're futzing this around. We don't know exactly. Uh, we you'll you'll see yeah. when you look at the page, ad free versions, complete post archive, uh, and this is a big one. If you do it for six months, if you are part of Golan and Globus, Frank and I will send you a personalized video thank you, where we are only doing Charles Bronson impressions. <laughs> <laughs> It might morph into a Norris impression here or there.
1: Yeah, we'll see what what it morphs into. And we're also, at that level, look, we're open to um, uh, not sexual favors, not not that, but... But we are open to other ideas and uh, or you know other things that we could. We're, we're we're brainstorming more stuff that we can put in there. But exactly that Bronson was a sweet spot.
0: Yeah, it is. And so yeah, we're gonna be launching that. Uh, thank you for you know thank you for anyone who does that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we just want to we want to see how we can get everyone kind of involved in here. Uh, and we appreciate anyone in the future who will sign up for that. Uh, all that info will be out there. Yeah, Frank.
1: And our partners will also. Also appreciate that as well. Uh, that we can justify yes <laughs> doing the podcast since there is a little monetary income when you can show a slight increase in your PayPal accounts <laughs> uh, that <laughs> makes
0: it make any sense that I am currently in my shed for two hours, uh, hiding from my son and my wife, uh, yeah. the beautiful Sunday afternoon <laughs> right now, <laughs> uh, we could all use that little justification, huh? Uh, but, check that out, we're gonna put that info up, but, for now, we are talking about Commando, we're- yep. yep, talking about, this is our could have been a cannon and, I think we got to just get into it, because we've already talked a big spiel, and we have a lot to say about Commando, I am sure. A ton. um, So much. So, Frank, go for it. What do you got for me?
1: So, Commando was released October 4th, 1985. It was directed by Mark L. Lester. Uh, budget was $9 million. Gross was 50, $57.5 million. And we've gone over 85 a lot, but just a, you know, reminder gonna go back in time, Ooh. Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, Rambo: First Blood Part Two, Rocky Four, Cocoon, Witness, The Goonies, Police Academy Two, The First Assignment, Fletch, A View to a Kill, and uh, where did this come in, Jeff? Uh, this is probably the highest of any canon film because it, it isn't. is a 21. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and it, it was only beat by. Spies Like Us, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. There's a Mad Max connection we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh Jagged Edge. Uh the re-release of ET, Brewster's Millions, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, Pale Rider, The Breakfast Club, Mask, not the Mask, but I guess. uh Yeah, Mask. Uh, and uh National Lampoons European Vacation. Oh, pig in a poke. All right. Yeah. Jagged, Do you want to know the canon films that did come out that year?
0: Yeah, I would love to know what was what this should have been a canon uh, was competing against. What is it
1: got? So the canon films that came out that year are Invasion USA, oh. Death Wish 3, King Solomon's Minds, Missing in Action, Missing in Action 2, The Beginning, <laughs> American Ninja, The Company of Wolves, Rappin', Full for Love, and When Father Goes Away on business.
0: I mean that list of Canon films should also show you why we're doing a Patreon because like half of those unbelievable, can't wait to talk about them. Adam. Half of them. What? <laughs> like, yeah. will we do those who will want to listen to that and who will want to talk about those so, like i've never heard of whatever that father one in business is <laughs>
1: like, well, we talked about it last time oh we, we talked did about jesus christ yeah because it was it was remember it's like a very, it's like a family drama where uh, the family jesus. finds out that he has another family it's like it was kind of one of the prestige like israeli kind of um makes uh, sense films yeah
0: Man, this now the problem is though now is I'm only picturing. I think it was a made for TV movie about a guy who had a separate family and it was played by the dad from the Brady Bunch. And whenever he went to one of his families, he would get a perm, (laughs) like he had curly (laughs) hair. And one wife knew about it, but like even as a kid and having curly hair, I was like. So much work. Like, you can't just go straight from... It literally was like, he went from what your hair is, where you like part it, it's short, you put product in, to boom, my dumbass fro. (laughs) Like, there's no (laughs) way that can happen, but insane. Yeah, and so, I mean, what a year. I mean, not only in that 85 year, but that's an amazing release year and an amazing year for canon. Yeah, And with the amount that they put out, I I am hard-pressed. It's one of the reasons it is in here. I'm hard-pressed to not think at some point Canon didn't try to get in the mix, like, of Commando. I mean, this is also, like, oh, yeah. it's one of the reasons why I thought about it as it could have been a Canon, too, because I, did they ever reach out to Schwarzenegger? Do we know? Like, in all the coverage, like, had to have.
1: They had to. They yeah. had, to. if they reached out to Stallone, then they definitely reached out to him.
0: Cause that's a prestige name. Like, I mean, and that feels like it's the, it would have been the perfect for that era. You know, you're off of the Bronsons and Norris, and then you got, uh, you got uh, Stallone, and then JCVD's coming up. I mean,
1: Jesus. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but isn't there a story of, one of them, Golan or Globus, meeting Schwarzenegger, and he just thought they were silly. Uh, what, am I,
0: I remembering that this wrong? sounds right. And now I feel like this is where, again, if I didn't have a small child, I would have done a little bit more research than that. But I might have to go into, I might even have to look at Total Recall, which is the, the Schwarzenegger biography, the yeah. autobiography, which is a pretty amazing book in that. Our good friend John Murray once pointed out to me after he read it where he's like, it shows you the ego of Arnold because he can't remember anything that isn't important. Like, like he can hardly remember the movies. Like, all of his recollections are nothing. But he can tell you every minute detail about his bodybuilding and his routine from year to year. Like, his ego is so self-centered in a beautiful way. And it does make for an insane read. Especially there's a chapter where he is talking about how he cheated on Maria yeah. <laughs> Shriver and is with kind the of maid, right? with the maid who is now I love his relationship with that son is really charming. I watch it on Instagram yeah. all the time. <laughs> but like He's clearly still pining for Maria Shriver when he wrote the book. And it just oh, has boy. this sadness to it. But he also kind of can't understand what happens. And you're like, dude, you can understand what happened. Yeah. You fuck the maid. Um but yeah, it seems insane. And they must have I that totally makes sense that Schwarzenegger was like, "Are ah, you silly. <laughs> like, get out of here.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> you oh. silly man. <laughs> yes. Go away. Give me a cigar. I'll get the hell out of here. <laughs>
0: There's gonna be a lot of Schwarzenegger today. Um, yeah. But you know, like, uh, like uh, as we get into it, I, if you haven't seen Commando, I mean, the summary of this movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger is Commando. <laughs> like he's he murders everyone in a kind of confusing plot to save his daughter, Alyssa Mulato, who was
1: kidnapped. Uh yeah, see, Jeff, I, I wanna I wanna not take you to test, but you know, you picked this for a could have been a canon. Why do you think this could have been a canon?
0: Well, uh a couple things, both from uh watching it this time but always knowing. Uh one, it's the ultimate action movie. Like, mm-hmm. and we'll go through that. Like, but it like it hits all of the it hits every element that would be hit in like a canon film plot wise. And yes, but in a better way, in
1: a in more like kind that's, of that's where I rub up against it, Jeff. Yeah, it's
0: more <laughs> you know, if it's like if canon got it together sometimes, you yeah. know, but then also I've watched this movie a hundred times. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, a week ago without prompting of saying that we were going to be doing commando my friend from college sent me a photo of a new iphone 12 case that is him as him in commando holding up the missile launcher <laughs> but that's what the cameras are made out of <laughs> oh fun <laughs> because he just knows but i couldn't tell you what the fuck is going on completely in this movie my <laughs> wife was asking me questions about plot stuff and i was like i don't i don't know he's got to go oh, kill yeah. people So like plot-wise, I've watched a hundred times. So just like a canon film, there are definitely moments I'm like, all right, I don't know. I'll just go along for the ride. And a big stat from this one is there are 109 deaths in this movie. (laughs) And I believe 105 of them are from Schwarzenegger. No, 109 and 102 are by Arnold himself. Yep. And it vacillates wildly between being cartoony <laughs> and unbelievably violent. Yeah. And so that is constantly canon to me. There's a lot of actors in it that you're just like, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Uh, and so throughout, it is. it could have been a canon if, if canon had its hands on it, it would have been a much worse movie, but still super enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It would have made less sense. It would have been less, uh, less actors. It would have been all a lot of old, little more old men. <laughs> like
1: yeah, I'll put it in reference to New York pizza. It would have been a dollar slice, but still delicious.
0: Yes, exactly. And you might get sick after it. Uh,
1: you might.
0: You might. You might. You take that but gamble. You though. could also
1: have a tasty dollar pizza. <laughs>
0: And you might be like shitting your brains out and then you're still like, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. It's like an avenging force. Like it, that's speaking, what, of, Jeff, yeah. speaking of, Jeff,
1: speaking yeah. of, I had a very interesting time watching this last night because not only is uh, my family sick with a cold, I somehow, because I think they're sick with a cold, I, I was cleaning everything meticulously and uh, obsessively with Clorox stuff wipes. And I think I didn't wash my hands well enough. And then I ate chicken like a maniac with my own hands. And I think I ingested some of the Clorox. So I was um, uh, much like the, the rocket launcher, you know, in – the the movie uh that was me from my insides out yes. uh throughout the night <laughs> and so i it took me about 4 hours to watch the movie but fuck if i didn't love it you know
0: Not to get too uh now, yeah not to get too intense about it but uh was it going the first time Ray Don Chong shoots the rocket launcher or the fir- or the last time was it going oh, it backwards was, uh, the, or-
1: when it when it started it was Ray Don Chong uh uh, rocket launcher, and yes. then when it ended, it was the Schwarzenegger. Okay, the rocket good. launcher. Yeah,
0: good. Make sure that it went both ways with that. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, that's why I think it could have been a canon. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, do you see that? Do you agree with me that it definitely could? I
1: yes, I I agree that the foundation is very ca- canon, but it it's so competent and so, and we'll get into this. But like the jokes, even I was like, hey. Yes. Yeah, this works. <laughs>
0: like, well, so but here's the thing, though. Too, you say that it's competent, and it it is. I agree. Obviously, I think it's like the best. Yeah. But even this time, like w- reading about it, I was like, "Oh, this actually is kind of canon production style." Oh in yeah. In yeah. that, well, first off, even the fact that like I've never known what the fuck Schwarzenegger actually is doing in this movie, like what his elite team was, right. apparently. Yeah. I clicked on the Wikipedia link of his SDO whatever blah blah blah. It's a Delta Force, so I was like, "Oh, oh. baby, we got a kid in here." Um, yeah. But also, so we should get a little bit into like how like how this movie was made. So like, Mark L. Lester directed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, the main things for me, uh, that he did were he did
1: Firestarter. Uh, oh, man. And that's that's one that could have been a canon for me. Def-
0: yeah, we, it might be. And hey, future uh, 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 The Greatest, you might want to end up picking Firestarter at some point because we're going to do it's, it anyways.
1: <laughs> it's such an imperfect movie, but one of my favorite yeah, uh, films because not only the score, yeah. but it was Tangerine one of the Dream. movies I watched as a kid yeah. so much. Uh, and but that score though, man, Firestarter. Firestarter is a I movie. I got that last Christmas.
0: Oh, it's such a good score. Tangerine Dream, yeah. baby. Um, Charlie the Kid. Oh, I mean Firestarter is one of those movies that like every time I see it's on, or I'll like I'll like see that streaming. Even i will be like, oh, Firestarter, I should watch that again. And then I'll start it, and I'll be like, oh, this isn't that well made. This yeah. doesn't work exactly. It's a and mess. I forget I about it. it. I forget about it every time. Um, yeah. yeah, we might do that one. He also directed Armed and Dangerous, which was uh-huh. a big... <laughs> that could have been a candid comedy. like. Yeah. And someone just brought up another friend of mine from college, actually, apropos of nothing. And... <laughs> I was like, yeah, really funny to me as a kid. John Candy, Eugene Levy, also really problematic. At least one seat in the porno store. Oh, yeah. Very homophobic. So could have been a canon, definitely. Um, But he also directed Class of 1984 and Class of 1999. Like, those are definitely... Roller Boogie. Roller Boogie. These are all definitely could have been. Truck stop women. Exactly. But (laughs) so why it gets really canon is... So, like... This is like both a classic like Hollywood like a lot of hands got on it. But oh, yeah. so the person who originally wrote it was Joseph Loeb and Jeff Loeb, yeah. Yeah. And so he it was originally about an Israeli soldier. So even that I was like, "Oh, canon." Like <laughs> like Israeli. Uh it's in it originally was supposed to be like an, an Israeli soldier who's overweight and is tired of all the violence. And at one point, there was one I couldn't remember who it was. But at one point, Nick Nolte was supposed to be the main character. Correct. Uh, There's someone else who's very odd that I can't remember who it is. But it ended up probably going through some bullshit channels and ended up the final draft. And I think most of the credit goes to Stephen E. D'Souza. And so, like, Stephen E. D'Souza, Die Hard, 48 Hours. Like one screenwriter who like maybe busted like his like revenue is like two billion off of his like also did a bunch of could have been a canons. He did Street Fighter, which oh man, I only recently maybe watched for the first time all the way through. And the entire time I had to fight texting know, just like this is a could have been a canon. We gotta do Street Fighter. This movie is insane.
1: (laughs) I yeah I haven't seen it since the theaters. but, man, Raul Julia, who was originally supposed to be the bad guy, and we'll talk about how that should have been cast, the casting for yes. it. Because Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. But um, guess, okay, so here, here's the thing, uh, Jeff. Guess who was also uh, originally considered for Matrix? Maybe this, who was, it was, oh, fuck, give it to me. Give Ladies to and me. gentlemen, you wanted the best, you got the best. Kiss. Oh, Mr. That's Gene it. Simmons.
0: Yes. That's the crazy one, and I love you forever, Frank, for figuring that out. Yes, that was the one that both Mr. blew my Gene mind.
1: Simmons, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm sticking out my tongue. Yeah. You can you hear the seen tongue. She was a beautiful woman. <laughs> Ooh, ah. I just always remember the scene in uh, *Decline of Western Civilization* Jesus where he's Christ. in the lingerie store and he just stops talking just to check out that one woman. He's like, "Hey, what are you? How are you doing?" The beauty of
0: Kiss, like you can see. The machinations and the gears turning in their heads, where they're like, "All right, get a woman to walk by Gene Simmons," and Gene is the one who told them to do it. I bet it was like, "I'm going to look at her," and then he probably still had sex with her later. (laughs) Like, and then, well, it was at Paul Stanley. Which Paul Stanley's laying in the bed with women, surrounded (laughs) by women. It's like, okay, it's such ridiculous. Yeah, so that makes sense with him also. It being an Israeli. Soldier at some point, yeah, like that would be right around the time, too, that he's in trick or treat. In trick or treat, I was thinking of is it Runaway, that Tom Selk movie where he's the villain and he's like letting loose like those like robot nano, like pre nanobots? Um, (laughs) and he's he's like not a bad villain, he's just kind of being slimy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons from so clearly. This movie is canon in that it went all over the fucking place because oh, yeah. eventually they brought in Stephen uh, E. D'Souza, and it seems like basically they were just like, make it more Schwarzenegger. like Yeah, because... That's I all mean, it
1: that, is. I mean, Jeff Loeb is nothing to sneeze at. He no. wrote one of the best Batman stories, you know, The Long Halloween. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote and created Teen Wolf?
0: Did he? He might have. How it worked, though... Is how it should have worked. I think that's the beauty. Like, (laughs) I think, like, ultimately it should have been Steven Susan because, like, that's why this movie is everything you would think should be in an action film. This is why it's so special to me. Everything you think should be in an action film is in this movie. Like, it is like, if you were like, oh, action films are just a bunch of collection of like one liners. Yeah. It is literally a just a one-liner nonstop.
1: Yeah, I I think the bones of it, Jeff Loeb, because he does a lot of the Mar he produces a lot of the Marvel TV stuff. Uh-huh. And a ton of comic book stuff. So I'm sure the bones were good, but man, D'Souza coming in like just elevated it. Because it's exactly what you're talking about. About like just like giving it giving us everything that we want from a Schwarzenegger film. Because those quips, man, they're like, the best. It's just, yeah, it's it's quintessential.
0: They they truly are the greatest. Like it, like yeah. they're the ones that stick with me the most out of like maybe any Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, there's also we'll get into some of these, but there's a there's a pretty awesome. I had never seen it before, but a deleted scene collection I found on YouTube that oh, had nice. it had one. It had a scene that was cut with Colonel Kirby going to the mall after the crazy mall scene. It, oh, right. I it, saw that one. Yeah. It really is just Richard Crenna's speech from every Rambo movie. Like, yeah. Like, and but done poorly, it makes less sense. Like, I've <laughs> never seen like deleted scenes that should have been more deleted because it was like that. And then it was just a super cut collection of like three or four outtakes of different lines of when he throws the pipe into Bennett that Schwarzenegger <laughs> right. was just like. Like can't handle the pressure, Bennett. And, yeah. and there's one where he just goes, "I always hated small talk."
1: But like, okay, I actually have the alt lines here. Oh, you do. If Give you want to hear them? So in the movie, he says, Let off some steam, Bennett." Yeah. And then the uh, the alts are, "I hate small talk." <laughs> I think it was too much pressure for you, Bennett. I'm doing a very, por- <laughs> that's so weird. I love. I can do all these different impressions, but the easier ones like Walken or Schwarzenegger, I, I do know. terribly. You anyway, need the touchstone. Uh,
0: you need the touchstone. Like get them to I the do, chopper.
1: Yeah. Let us see Bennett. Couldn't take the pressure, Bennett.
0: <laughs> it's so it like if you are able to like watch that, that collection, because like it does feel like Schwarzenegger was just like, let me do twenty more. Like I've got more of them. Yeah. I can do it because he has the same. I think look. I've got the good one. Yeah, don't do it. This one's gonna be really good. Don't like small talk. Eh, how about that one? Like, and then there's <laughs> one little scene that also is on there that when he's walking on the beach with Jenny, there's just one army Jedi. guy who. There's <laughs> <It's> just one <laughs> army guy who just goes, "Hey, freeze." And it's like, wait, what? You thought he was the bad guy? And I'm like, thank you for cutting that. I really appreciate it. There's also a <laughs> deleted scene that they talked about that I I think maybe never get, got actually shot. And it's the one that I was actually talking about with my wife this morning. Like, I'm so happy they didn't do it. But there was supposed to be a love scene between Ray Don Chong, who is the love interest in theory. Right. And Arnold, and they were like, it's not believable. Uh, But plot-wise, I only realized like this, like realizing that, like, it's not just that it would be, like, uh, weird between the two of them. Like, there's no chemistry. But, like, the entire movie is based around him looking at his synchronized watch.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine? A loud watch. A loud, loud (laughs) watch. It clearly makes noises as it ticks down. Could you imagine
0: if in the middle of the movie he was like, Ah, we can spare 10 minutes. Like, my daughter will be fine. Like, let's, let's, yeah,
1: that's, it just doesn't make sense to do it like within that. If he's got such a short time period and he's already facing all these like uh, roadblocks. The one thing I will say that is weird, you were like, that wouldn't make any sense. It's like at the end, uh, when, not to skip ahead, but like when, at the end, when, uh he comes out with his daughter and they meet up uh yep. with her Kirby. Ray Don Chung and they hug like they've known each other forever
0: i know it, it's i it, was like huh there's that's why i like she went to her like hey i know
1: you yeah. you're my new mom
0: i only tried stand up like a couple times i just was like <laughs> i can't deal with this like it's just not my scene and yeah. I once my wife was out of town. I was like, I'll go do an open mic at the Creek in the Cave, an old place that doesn't exist anymore now post COVID in New York. Yep. But it was like a classic, if you've been there, I think like classic Creek in the Cave open mic, where it went on for two hours. It was That's only the comp. Yeah, I know. An open surprisingly mic. short, especially for that <laughs> one. Well, it actually it might have gone the two and a half because there was an actual show happening above in like people would run down after their set and be like, can I jump in to do more? And I was like, dude, you're killing me. And I always say too, is like half the jokes were about hipsters and liking hummus. Like, hummus was the punchline for some reason. I didn't go on until third to last. There was no one left. And the guy after me, they kicked him because he was passed out drunk and were like, do you want to do a set? And he's like, yeah. And he did, but my... In my three minutes, at least one of the one minutes was talking. The setup was basically, I watched Commando. Uh, What the fuck happened post-credits? Like, (laughs) what the fuck were Raydon Shaw and Arnold talking about? I was just like, so this is my daughter. (laughs) Like, I guess we're in a relationship now. You're going to be the surrogate mother. Uh, There was an audible groan from the guy hosting the... Uh, open mic. When I did the setup, and I was like, "Stand up, not for me."
1: <laughs> um, Jeff, I think you should go back into it. We should do it. We should just do it. that. Should be one of the Patreon, yeah, uh, levels. Is you do niche, canon based, uh, or uh, '80s action based stand up, mm-hmm. and you go, "Hey, what's the deal?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the key is, "Hey, what's the deal with Duda Coffin James?" <laughs> Are they the greatest or what?
0: But if you give a hundred a month, I'll do it now during COVID times, just like these oh, yeah. people do it. Do it stand up because they just can't because of their crazy egos. Uh, I'll help you.
1: I'll, I'll help ghostwrite your stand up set.
0: Please, this is gonna work out. Uh, but yeah, like I don't. I, they give a hug and it is like uh, something. They're they're forced. That's another canon move to me. It's like they're forcing the issue of a romantic. <laughs> like encounter like and like yeah. that they actually care about each other like they haven't just met each other like and again are ha- they
1: just gonna live in that place in the mountains <laughs> <laughs> well are they going to sleep are they have separate bedrooms <laughs> another bad impression that i have that everybody else can do
0: that was your jeff foxworthy right that was my jeff no, Foxworthy. Fair. i think it's great yeah. <laughs> um
1: uh, you might be a redneck, <laughs> You live in the woods. <laughs> I'm sensuous. My wife says I am not sensuous. <laughs> but since you was up, get me a beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so uh, we should start to get into it. We should start to really yeah. talk talk about this That's fucking a- movie. Um,
1: so this is uh 20th Century Fox production. Um, Which now... I want to point out, Disney now owns the character of Commando.
0: Oh, my God. You know, I knew... None of their (laughs) announcements the other day were for us, Frank. You know, really, truly. No, it was for me. Because they did Commando? Oh, no. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) They just did... I mean, they had aliens. I'll give them that one. But... Unless they, they're they doing a commando uh, web series. series. <laughs> I want it to be a web series, too. <laughs> <laughs> web series, like I want it to Quibby be like thing. a Quibi-style five-minute <laughs> commando <laughs> web series. <laughs> We're bringing back Quibi, being frank. Uh, it's called Quibi? No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's 20th Century Fox, and I spent way too long trying to find the shooting location for that house in the beginning where oh, yeah. the... Uh, uh, so I'm guessing it's Pasadena I always guess Pasadena um that is the beginning of also somewhat the canonness like it's this movie has a plot and is also a collection of cool set pieces because even halfway oh, yeah. through my wife was like, wait, we've watched this a lot. why did they kill that guy bringing his garbage out
1: that yeah that was. <laughs> Weird to me, that whole opening was very weird to me. Uh. They're
0: just kind of, because it opens with a garbage truck pulling up, guy realizes, he's like, wait, this is the wrong day, they're not supposed to be out here, brings his garbage out, and then it's two, We've all been there. We've all been there. We, we live in the subbies. Uh, and then uh, they pull out Uzis and shoot him, and we realize it's the guy from Predator, I can't remember that actor's name, and another guy who is part of what will be the crew. And then there's a scene right after that that is... Wait, you mean Bill Duke? Bill Duke, yes, Bill Duke. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then there's a scene right after that of Bill Duke looking at a Cadillac. And then he's like, the best thing about this, the price. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then runs over the guy who was trying to sell it to him out of the fucking dealership. So these two scenes are how we open. And I guess what is supposed to be happening here... Because then they go to Bennett, who is on his fishing boat and yep. is giving a lot
1: of wo- uh, knowing winks. Yep. Uh, Which and- the fish- little Easter egg, the, the other fishermen uh, call him by his name in Mad Max.
0: Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Bennett is played by, what is the actor's name? It's Vern. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I no, no. I it. have it right here. I was just looking at it. Uh, He plays the bad guy in Mad Max 2. He also is in uh, uh, Vernon Wells. Uh, He also is in that movie I've talked about too many times on this,
1: Shrimp on the Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie, yeah.
0: (laughs) Take a drink. God damn it. Yeah, take. this is where you take your ship with the Burby shot. Uh, <laughs> and, and you can take a second shot where I remind us that I rewatched it, and it's hard to get through. Um, <laughs> and so he, uh, his ship gets exploded, and we'll find out what happens to him. So I guess the idea is that all of the members of Matrix, who is Schwarzenegger's character, their elite team, which, apparently, that elite team consisted of uh, a kind of dumpy, balding, suburban guy. Uh, yeah. uh A total used car salesman. Uh, uh-huh. And, as Vernon described it, Freddie Mercury on steroids. And I yeah. think... Freddie not very subtle. Yeah. I think... I think, uh, methinks, he doth not protest enough in that one. I don't know if I'd say he's on steroids. I might say a
1: chunky Freddie Mercury. Dude, <laughs> I was, the whole time I was watching, I was like, this dude's my build. <laughs> Oh, that's I was thing. like, there's no fucking way he could keep up with a five-year-old or six-year-old. Like no. when they're running through the pipe room and stuff. And I was like, no fucking way. I can barely keep up with my two-year-old. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way.
0: Every time Bennett is on screen, all I can think about is my doctor being like, so you work out? Uh <laughs> you might want to just you know cut back on a couple of things here or there. Because yeah, like I've always like he's he ends up wearing this like crochet chainmail shirt yeah. that is so odd with his dog tags but he's not on steroids he's like a punchy like doughy dude he looks like danny mcbride he looks exactly like danny mcbride and god damn it matrix i'm gonna kill your ass <laughs> i would kill for danny mcbride to be cut into commando they swear I'm cut you up and shit. <laughs> they swear that someone else was going to play Bennett and that they recast him very last minute and so the clothes didn't fit him quite right. So they oh, were tight boy. on him. I don't know if I buy that one for a second. I don't
1: buy that either because they the th- film took uh th- I forgot like a month or two to shoot and right. it's like during that time your wardrobe couldn't adjust.
0: You couldn't let out or do something to that shirt just a little bit or buy a new shirt. Like,
1: you know. Give him a a long, you know, uh, duster. Give him a leather duster. At least
0: make him look cool in that way. Just because, like, the counter of the three of those to when we initially meet, and this is maybe the greatest introduction to a character in any action film.
1: I wrote that down, Jeff. But there's a problematic uh origin to that.
0: Oh, I think I give it to me. I think I might have seen okay. that. What is it?
1: So let me let me let me preface this by saying I agree. Watching it, I was like, this is the best introduction to any action character probably ever. Every right?
0: time we talk about the intro to a character, whether it be Braddock or Joe, we're always in our minds in a can of film comparing it to this intro like arnold so, arnold legitimately coming out of a mountain holding yep. a tree with smoke behind him like he is uh, emerging from a golden god mountain but what yeah. is this supposed to be frank
1: so, okay, here's one of the facts. The introduction of Matrix as he comes out of the forest with close-ups on his boots, chest, biceps, etc., was shot and edited in a similar fashion to a Nazi propaganda movie. <laughs> According to director Mark L. Lester, this was done to represent the notion of the invincible man of the earth emerging from the forest. So you're like, oh, wow, this is badass. And you read that, you're like, oh, goddammit.
0: Schwarzenegger is supposed to be the Uber <laughs> like Schwarzenegger right. is the what? Uh, don't do that to us, Lester. Like, why are you screwing us here? Like, seriously, man. Like, not cool. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. That's the
1: kind of thing where the people are like, "Well, if you look at Birth of a Nation as a movie, and like, no,
0: I, I don't want no. to. I did it in film school, <laughs> and I, I was just like, this is a bummer. Then, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a problematic entry point, uh, to. Again, the greatest action entry ever. But in a it's movie.
1: so, it's, I mean, it's just perfect for him.
0: And with one of my favorite action movie soundtracks, like James Horner's yes. work. James Horner, Dude. who is, became a very well known uh, composer, got, I think, yeah. the Oscar for Titanic, uh, you know, does a whole bunch of Cameron stuff. But like, I am you know, people I my wife even tries to make fun of the uh prevalent uh steel drum that is in it. I am obsessed with ding, and then the crazy
1: saxophone. Like all the time. I think I think it's it's fitting for this movie because just like the movie, it works when it shouldn't.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly,
1: and it, like I'm like that doesn't belong in there. The steel drums doesn't fit, but yet somehow it accentuates the score in a way that's like perfect.
0: Yeah, you know and what? You're it, like, but how? I know, <laughs> and it, that's the thing. It is confusing because what I also why I like this is for I would say three quarters of this movie. Like they keep that energy up, like going. Yeah, like it gets a little slow at certain parts, but I'm so used to it. That I'm fine with even those sections, but more than most sections, like they keep it going with the combination of he's racing against the clock, he's constantly looking at his unbelievably loud watch, <laughs> like that he's yeah. synchronized because, <laughs> yeah, just clicking and clicking. And then constantly the music has got that insane steel drum and the saxophone that Man, makes me, it. yeah, get just like jazzed up. And so, like, when it's happening, it's like, oh, this is all working for me. So much. And, you know, and then we find out like he's entry. And so that's the thing like, he's still fucking Schwarzenegger. He is, this is like peak Schwarzenegger body. Like, yeah. Just beautiful specimen of a human man. Like, (laughs) uh, yeah. He doesn't have as much of the weirdness of a bodybuilder, but an unbelievable bodybuilder. And throughout, he is Ben Grimm, the thing in this fucking yeah. movie. He is constantly lifting cars, flipping shit over. He does the Steve James American Ninja Two, like bust out when Hell all yeah. those security guards cover him, and he might as well set, like, be yelling out like, "It's clobbering time!" Yarr. <laughs> like it's well, insane. they did what.
1: The studio execs didn't want him to talk originally,
0: which would have been a crazy movie, <laughs>
1: like, huge mistake. Yeah. So what? Alyssa Milano and everybody else is supposed to be like that's just also, his interpreter. I don't understand.
0: That is like a classic, like studio not understanding what is part of the allure of Schwarzenegger. Is that his? Oh yeah. His accent combined with his personality. He's the only Republican I really like, like you know what <laughs> right. I mean. Like seriously, like he's the only Republican. If I had to really break down life, if I'm being a total jerk about it all, but in the most reductive way possible, and I'm saying that in very hyperbolically, but like you know, I, I everything about him is charming to me. Like I read every, like he is kind of a monster too. Like as everyone, yeah. Like what how what he. Him cheating on Maria is really rough. All that stuff is really rough. Well
1: but You know, and there's footage of him too back in his bodybuilder days just being a pretty misogynistic and terrible
0: And Pumping Iron Maybe
1: is, sexual Yes You know, like I there's some there's some shady stuff going on there. Yes. Uh, and and but. beyond
0: like, oh, that was the of the times. And Pumping Iron <laughs> is both an amazing documentary and yep. he is such a jerk to Ferrigno in the best way possible. Dude. But it's so charming how he's a jerk to me. There's just like, he wins. He always wins. I find him
1: more charming in the 80s. And, you know, of course, like, I think he grew. Yes. That's the thing. What People don't, like, I think people misunderstand, like, uh, I don't want to get into this too much. But, like, look, uh, th- there is growth. There is, yeah. you know, uh, discovery. And there is, like, being able to be like, you know what? That's what I used to be, but now I've learned, and I've, I've, and to me, I felt like over time, Schwarzenegger just kind of became this charming action hero, mm-hmm. and I think that was completely different because when I watch Pumping Iron, I feel like the 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 core of the charm is there, but it doesn't come out until the '80s and '90s that we yeah. the the Schwarzenegger that we know and love. You know
0: well, I, mean? I was mean to Ferrigno. Ah, I was a real <laughs> monster. Eating's not cheating. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not going to get into that classic wives' tale. I would imagine if you're listening to the Candy Can, you know about eating's not cheating. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, like and this is where we also meet Alyssa Milano, yeah. his daughter. Off of the first season of Who's the Boss? Yeah. So here's the thing. This is another reason why this movie is so special to me, Frank. Yeah. I'm... Uh, obsessed with that house that he lives in. Me too. Uh, I, I, it's again creepy. Uh, in a uh, you know, it's also we live in L.A., baby. Like you're not far from shooting locations, but like I not only live not that far from the Michael Myers house, mm-hmm. I don't live that far from the Commando house. It's over on Mount Baldy. Oh, uh, and pretty quickly into moving. Uh, to LA we went there like my my mother-in-law is actually a big fan of this movie and we took her on a drive to go there uh because when they're getting ice cream at the beginning that's right on Mount Baldy it's on the main road that you go up as you're going up the thing like they're really in the street where they're sitting like it's straight up like you bite basically are like gonna hit them where they're sitting when they shot that movie but we were gonna stop there but it was too cold uh so we didn't uh because when we <laughs> went it was actually ridiculously cold and then the house itself you can't get to but we found the road it's on a private road uh oh, wow. and my wife actually just looked it up and she was like oh, i looked it up it's like not for sale now but uh it's not crazily or not you know it's, it's it could be bought at some point like in life but I'm oddly obsessed with it and have gone there, and I once did a, if you know me, it's very odd, but a kind of hippie-ish career path course, and one of the things we did was a life meditation of where we want to be in 10 years, and I did this whole thing yeah, where I looked to the future and I saw this purple light that guided me legitimately after I realized what I wanted to be doing in 10 years, I just described the commando house. Like, I just was like... (laughs) I want to live in a house in the middle of nowhere that's
1: all wood. That's perfect.
0: Like, it really, it wasn't, and I might have watched Commander that week, and I was like, what the fuck? My subconscious is crazy. So I'm obsessed with that house. Even the fact that they had a pool there, I was like, oh, you got a pool at this beautiful house in the middle of this beautiful mountain? Because I also love our mountain range that we got here. I'm obsessed. Uh, But, yeah, we get a montage of him being a good dad.
1: Yeah, he's feeding a damn deer. (laughs)
0: the scene my wife called the most irresponsible scene in the entire movie (laughs) because she was just like you can't feed wild animals like that their mothers are gonna fucking disown them or something yeah um but yeah he's i would also love like what do you think they are talking about like they are constantly laughing and telling jokes but we can't hear any of it over that steel drum (laughs)
1: like just just chunking her into the pool like just throwing throwing
0: her her violently into the pool (laughs) um but apparently also on set Alyssa really felt like protected by him he helped her out with her algebra
1: (laughs) and that's I I love hearing that too because again kind of going back to the charm aspect I love hearing that too because can you imagine being that young oof And being a little girl on a set with that much, like, with all those, like, probably the only other women on that set are probably maybe on, like, in the crew or the art department or the, you know, the makeup people. And so, like, she's surrounded by all these kind of these very... Who are playing toxic, very, you know, masculine men.
0: As Ray Don and Chong said in the, the hotel scenes, like, you guys eat too much red meat when she keeps yeah, throwing out those lines. And she's like, she's not wrong. <laughs> like
1: Right. Cause she doesn't film very much with Ray Don Chong, so no. she's not doing a lot of scenes. So it's just her. Yeah. So I can't imagine what that probably feels like. So it's great that because especially when she has to shoot the the parts with uh Freddie Mercury guy <laughs> yeah. uh that like And with Nick Tortelli, uh, (laughs) yeah, and like it's like you know you know that like he's probably one of those actors because they actually he told the director uh, Arnold had to tell the director like don't give him a real knife because he was taking it too uh, (laughs) intensely so I can imagine the scenes with her he probably was probably being a little too intense as well so Arnold went to the hospital
0: three times.
1: Because he did his own stunts. Yeah, yeah, because they
0: couldn't find a body double for his genetic freak massive. of a body because he's an Adonis. He is, it's insane, his body in this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and you, there's a couple ones where you're like, oof, wow, Arnold, jeez. Like, you really you really went for that one. Uh, yeah. Like, that cut on his head, even though that's a little thing, like, that was a real thing. He's bleeding everywhere as yep. he's murdering everyone at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say, so, like, at the beginning, and then I read after the fact, I was like, where the hell is the mother? And does she go to school? What is going on here? Uh, Apparently, there was at least a dialogue scene that was cut out where Ray Don Chong is kind of asking Matrix, asking Schwarzenegger, like, what happened? Like, what is going on? She gets more information. Apparently, at one point, the mother died in childbirth. Uh, Oh. And then he's felt guilt all this time because his work with his Delta Force team took him away from her. And so now he's trying to make that up because he realized how much of her life he missed and et cetera, et cetera. All kind of makes sense. And I'm also like, because it's the ultimate action film, and it could have been a canon. I'm glad they cut it out. Like, I'm glad we were just left with just like, I don't know. He's just a weird dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess for the for the sake of entertainment, but part of me, you know, as a, as a writer, I'm like, well, we could have used... I mean, that takes no time.
0: I know. I guess that's just... Give me just some a,
1: context, a little bit.
0: It adds like a weird sadness to it. Because I think that's part of it, though, too, is like... I wonder if maybe I'm having a reaction to it because, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I, there still always is when it comes to a veteran character. But uh-huh. while we were watching this, I was like, is this one of the first action movies we watched in a while where he doesn't have PTSD? Like... He seems yeah, to he, just be fine with everything.
1: <laughs> he's totally cool. He's just driving tractors into sur- surplus stores. Like, he yeah. doesn't.
0: <laughs> it's like nothing completely registers it. He's like, and not in a molasses 2 by 4 way. He's just like, that was a part of my life, and now I'm done with it. But now I'm not, and I'll just murder people. Welcome, it's World War 3 I'll kill everyone. Who cares? Because
1: like, <laughs> even when the guy from the Warriors and uh, Bill Duke, are, uh, yeah. or not Bill Duke, um, the other George guy. D- yeah. uh, what's up?
0: I, yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the but- uh, the one he goes on the plane with.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. Uh, when he when they're uh, both at the airport, and he's like uh, the guy from Warriors is like yeah, you know, there's nothing like war buddies, you know, when you serve, and then Arnold doesn't respond, like, rightfully so, because he's like, I'm not going to fucking entertain you guys. But at the same time, we don't hear any of that stuff from uh, Arnold at all about his wartime or, like, any of that. I was going to say, sorry, before I forget. Yeah, please. um, Is this, and you, because of your other podcast, like, what's that from? Mm -hmm. uh, Is this the genesis of... Uh, another band you love, Genesis. Uh, but uh, is this the genesis of uh, "I'm Out"? You know, chopping wood, and then the the old army you know guy yeah. come and be like, "We need you back." Which he's is like, "No, I'm out." Which
0: is essentially the Key and Peel sketch, too. Yeah. That one where he's like, oh, "I can't do that." Um, you know, I want to do the research on that because I think you might be right. Like, yeah, it, it, is this
1: where that trope began?
0: Well, I think because also I'm partly thinking about, you know, I didn't completely register until I was like looking after him. I was like, oh, right, like Commando was such a huge influence on Hot Shots Part 2. And yeah. what we've talked about and still haven't watched it, but probably should force myself to do it tonight, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Uh, oh, man. But in my mind, if they're using that as their starting point to kind of make fun of the tropes then yes because like it's not rambo because rambo i would have to see when rambo 2 is out be in relation to this like right. do we just because like that is kind of an i'm i uh, know i'm out but now i'm back in but no he just says yes because he's in prison i think you're right man I think this might be the beginning. I'm going to have to double check on that because I, I think that's a great point. Like, I love... I lo- That's the hard... When you're trying to figure out the tropes of things, it is, like, fun to figure out where something actually started versus, like, you just get stuck in your head of just like, yeah, it's always existed. That's always been a plot in action films. Yeah. like, not really. I don't think it has always been like it goes in phases.
1: Speaking of sketches, I've mentioned this TV show before, Acceptable TV, uh Dan Harmon sketch show yep. from early on Jack Black. Uh they one of my favorite sketches from that show uses this trope uh and it's called uh, Sound Effector. Okay. Uh if you go to YouTube look up Acceptable TV Sound Effector and uh it's basically a guy who's like a Michael Winslow uh. and they need him to come back into the game and he, they go to a mansion to try to rescue a Carrie Strug type of character or Olympic uh, thing, but he has to use his convincing sound mouth sounds to make them think that they're being attacked. And it's a, uh, uh, I'm not like doing that. it justice. Look it up. But this it's is also one funny. of those things that this is also one of those things that we will probably end up posting
0: on our Patreon uh wall uh, for, yeah. for our fans and members. uh, Yeah, I, I, so, I'm going to have to look into that. I think it might be. So, yeah, they come back. or they, his. So, a giant helicopter comes flying so close <laughs> right. to their house.
1: Be like, After, hey, guy, you mind not flying it so close? Like, you
0: know, uh, Matrix, like, there's one moment where you're like, oh, they, this whole thing about how Matrix has been trained so he can hear... That it's coming, but then you realize how close it is. Like, I think we all heard the helicopter. We got helicopters over us all the time in fucking LA, baby. Uh, yeah. This is also after he's had a meal where he's just joking around with Alyssa, calling boy George, girl George. It's, it's like, I don't understand. Why don't we call this girl George? Like, and it's like, oh man, chicken and the egg with that homophobic joke. <laughs>
1: um, oh, yeah. Well, it, it's also a very dad joke, too. It so is it's such kind a dad like- joke. You're like, okay, dad. Because she even says, like, oh, that's so old. Yeah.
0: And then the confusingness of they're eating some meal, and he's like, what is this? You don't want to know. It's like, wait, what <laughs> crazy sandwich no, did Alyssa Molano? I want to know. Is this a salad? What type of salad? Is this what meat did you find? This is fucked. Um, the SNL sketch, it's not pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, but what is it? Yeah. Um, also, I don't believe that he would be drinking uh, fruit juice. That's like no, sugar and empty not. calories. That is not how you build mass like that. That's uh, all sugar, baby. That's all sugar, baby. Jesus. Um, <laughs> also, this is maybe the beginning of me as a child thinking that I wasn't wearing shirts right because I thought shirts were supposed to be worn like Schwarzenegger. Like, I. You mean like. Too tight. Too tight. I never think <laughs> when I was a kid that was too tight. Like I thought that was. I was like, what am I doing wrong with my body? Like I thought. So, like I knew what oh, yeah. I was doing. But like in my bra, like mind, at least a little bit, I was like, I think I should be wearing the shirt unbelievably tight. Like it's definitely four sizes too tight for
1: him. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know about you, but uh, most men of my age, I still hold on to band shirts that I definitely cannot fit in anymore. In the hopes of being like, well, one day I'm yeah. going to lose that weight and I can fit back into this uh, silver chair shirt from 96. <laughs> my, pr- I could fit back into this Weezer uh, print.
0: Look, my 1992 first band shirt ever Primus still is in my drawer. Uh, one day I'll wear it again <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> at 42 years old and burr pounds. <laughs> Dude, my, mine's so frustrating, too, because like, I used to buy my shirts pretty big because yeah. I was pretty big anyway. But, like, I'd have, like, large of those, uh, those Hanes beefy tees, you know, from yeah. the 90s. And, like, I can maybe fit into those a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look. I've got a Pearl Jam one that I can still wear, but it's, like, pretty tight fit.
0: <laughs> I've held on to possibly maybe doing the snagger where it's, like, maybe I shouldn't be wearing a medium, like, when I've got my body. <laughs> like, but I still do. But... It's also both, like, uh, a boon and a curse that, like, I, you know, growing up in the hardcore scene in the late 90s, like, the deal was humongous shirts and humongous, humongous skate pants that were oh, way yeah. too big, especially in, like, a New Age record sort of way. And so, like, all of my hardcore shirts are just, like, dresses. Like, they're just, like, what <laughs> am I doing in this thing? Somehow my large shirt gets bigger and bigger. Um <laughs> and so yeah, like uh so the the colonel shows up uh is basically like hey all of your friends are dead. They're coming for you. We're out of here. Uh yep. again, maybe this is his PTSD. Is that Matrix does not resonate any. None of this sticks with him. He's just like, "Oh, they're all dead?" Huh. Like he's just kind of moves on immediately. His daughter's worried yeah. he's going to go away. And they really do just tell him and then leave, and they're like, "We're leaving these two guys, uh, Jackson and Harris." He's like, "Are they good? Very good. Not as good as you." And immediately, I was just like, "No way, they're not that good." Yeah,
1: they're they're us. Yeah, you know, they're not that
0: good. They're us again. They're two dumpy dudes, like yeah. who immediately get killed because as soon as that helicopter goes right, from the left comes all of the crew to come kill them. And take Dude, a listen. He smelled
1: them coming. He smelled them coming because that's how good he is.
0: Jackson gets shot. It's just like they're coming from downwind. He goes downwind. You think I can smell them coming? I did. <laughs> like real. I dick love move that to framing too. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And then so also so Arnold. Then his he's trying to find his daughter. He goes to his shed where he's got his uh, his supply.
1: So he's got. It's like sh- in the new Terminator.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's got a crazy like cachet. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but this is something again. Me and my wife have actually talked about for years. Did you see what his code is?
1: It's one three three,
0: right? Not even that, Frank. It's just one three. It's oh, a
1: two-digit it code. Nope, he just got. it deep was because down. it was like the 911 in Austria. Like it's like one three three, but it was only one three.
0: As far <laughs> as I can tell, unless he's pressing that three again or something, no, it's one <laughs> three. He's got a gigantic steel door and a keypad. And again, I could be wrong on this, but I've watched it a lot, and every time I watch it, I'm pretty sure he's just going one three. A code I think I could crack in two minutes, but. He's got all of his weapons.
1: Yeah. Because if anybody, you know, uh, has to to deal with that room, it's very unlucky. That's very true. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Just try try to type that in. Your day's going to be Your luck has run
0: out. (laughs) Oh, that's a good line. He could have put that in. Um, So then he gets his weapons, goes up to his daughter's room. Uh, She's gone. Uh, Guy's sitting there trying to explain what he's got to do. Yeah. And then he's just like. Right? Wrong. Shoots him in the head. Not yeah. the best move. Doesn't get any information out of him. But whatever.
1: But it's still pretty cool.
0: It's That's the thing. Every time and you're like... And
1: isn't that a Terminator callback too?
0: Yes. That's it. There's, yeah. This movie is also why it's the ultimate Arnold. It's a callback to every fucking movie he's done at that point. Like, yep. almost to the point where as you just rolled your eyes, you're rolling your eyes when you watch it. Like, it's hard to not. And then you also, like... Ah, you son of a bitch, you got me. <laughs>
1: like, ah, I love it. I love you, you big jerk. Oh. You can keep saying I'll be back until the day you die. I'm I for
0: know. it. Oh, it's never not been both annoying and lovely when he does it in a movie
1: that is not yep. Terminator. Um so he gets my eyes roll right into a smile.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's how the human body works, baby. Uh mm-hmm. and so he goes, he tries to chase them. They're chasing down Mount Baldy. He looks in his uh <laughs> in, in his thing, pulls out as far as I could tell at that point, a bunch of RCA cables.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just like God damn it, they put my junk drawer in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it's like a pile of every cord. He didn't know what to get do with it, but he did want to get rid of it. If we updated it, if we did a reboot, it would be HDMI cables or USB oh, yeah. ports or just a pile of Apple dongles for the new MacBook. <laughs> um, so, Frank, what is he going to do if his truck's not going to work?
1: He's going to push it down a goddamn hill.
0: Of course he's going to push it down a hill. He really hill.
1: thought this through.
0: <laughs> I mean, and... Look, you don't need to worry about this truck ever flipping over, like, falling into the ditch, even though almost every shot it looks like it's about to flip over because it's, he's just, like, counter-steering like a motherfucker.
1: <laughs> also, it's a goddamn forest. You how you're, you mean to tell me that he's not going to immediately run into a tree?
0: No, man, not not Arnold. Instead, he's just going to get whacked with branches, and it looks like... Evil Dead, where like it looks like an intern oh, yeah. is just hitting him in the face.
1: And they also reuse like three shots.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. Uh and then, you know, I this also where I just kept writing, he's just that good. Like every time he'd push something. I did that too. I wrote car. that down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mind. He's melt. just that good. He is just that good. He's commando. Just, like, if that would be where he would just be like, I'm a commando. <laughs> I push cars. Um, but, and that is also that scene that's cut out with the general. He explains a little bit more of that Richard Crenna stuff. Like they go in through this whole spiel about how like he's trained to murder everything and not stop and not have feelings. It's kind of like Terminator meets first blood. Um, yeah. And again, I'm glad they cut it because the wording starts to get confusing. He starts saying something like, All right, don't do anything about it, chief. And then it's like not doing something for a cyclone that will come to your town. It's just like, all right, let's move on. We get it. It's
1: not right. Well, that's where they cut the mall scene, too, because that's basically just him being like, you know, yeah, uh, the guy being like, you don't want to deal with him because he's It's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. It's like when
0: I'm teaching and I start on a metaphor and I realize how tired I am. And like, oh, I, yeah. I zone out and then I realize I'm on three different metaphors and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Just so I could say, I don't know, heighten a sketch. Uh, so he ends up, uh, uh, gets down the fucking mountain. And then, so how did he, does he, he stops them, right? Does he hit the car? No. No. What
1: happened? They say he's going to hit us and he misses it and then flips the car over and that's where they come after him and they yeah. get Yeah, oh him. yes,
0: and then they get him. Yes. He's surrounded yeah. by a couple other dumpy dudes. Um it's amazing it's Payday. Yeah. It's amazing that Arnold who for me is known for putting so many of his like bodybuilding friends in like that his best friend is like his best friends are always showing up as either like a barbarian has to fight the security guard in the running man, that same dude. Um, yeah, that no, none of his friends show up in this, which is kind of interesting to me. Like it, they, it's like all of these dumpy parts. I wish they had given to his best friend. Uh, uh, I also, this is where I love Arnold so much when I can't remember his name, but his true best friend passed away like a year ago. And I like remember getting teared up because I was like, Arnold is legitimately hurting right now. But much like Matrix is putting on a brave face like like Mm -hmm. on Instagram. So, yeah, they catch him because, again, this is where they're giving us the plot that doesn't completely make sense. What is going on here is Freddie Mercury wasn't killed. Uh, he actually did this because he was kicked out of the unit by Matrix, so he wants to get back at him. So he has teamed up with, what is the actor's name? I always say, uh, Dan Hedaya. Yeah, Dan Hedaya, Hedaya. who is in so many things, and I love him. I always yeah. know him as Nick Tortelli, Carla's husband from Cheers. Yep exactly and star of the tortellis and the
1: the spinoff <laughs> yep uh butabi brothers uh father
0: yes <laughs> night at the roxbury yes exactly <laughs> uh he's in adam's family uh, as the lawyer yeah uh he's in dude, everything he's I an just, alien like yeah
1: dude we just rewatched the two adam's family movies so and they're so fucking good i
0: read barry sonnenfeld's book which you haven't read is really fucking good Uh, It's a great kind of coverage of his life and his neuroses. Um, And it's really fun read, but I did like listening to him talk about Adam's family is really cool. And there was a lot of good facts. It's it's a good movie, man. Raul Julie is so good. I mean, and Angelica Houston is like amazing. And it's just like that's. Everybody's
1: perfect in that movie. That's
0: my Morticia. In both movies. Yeah. 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 Like it really That's my Morticia. Um, But uh, uh, so, yeah. So that guy uh, uh Dan Hedea is playing a general from Valverde. So Yeah, which Val, is made up. Yeah, Valverde is a made up country that action movies use. Uh f- to basically be like we're not going to be racist, but it's we're still going to yeah. kind of be racist <laughs> like it, most well, most of the time it's South America. Like this is what Valverde is,
1: you know, well, that the guy, the general comes to get him because uh, he goes, you know who it is, and he goes, it could be the Syrians, the South Americans, the Russians, And it's like, oh, okay, we got our catch all like yep. our three big ads yeah. uh, in the eighties.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a good mo- Valverde' such a good move. I use it all the time. I used it in yeah. I used it in uh, a short cartoon I did for Adult Swim uh, for Captain Murphy. Uh, they were oh, located yeah. in Valverde. Uh, uh i another pot another thing i do with our uh, good friend of the pod jason gore uh that's 108.9 the hawk it's a fake classic rock station that's situated in <laughs> valverde um uh that's so funny. action boys friend of the pod. they're from valverde as well because they know they know valverde valverde is such a good but because it's such a smart move like it really is like it allows you to There's just no getting around. Like, obviously, it still doesn't completely age well, but, like, it ages better than going against the Russians with Afghanistan in, like, if you're picking weird American sides in Rambo 3, it, like, gets confusing, like, because eventually life changes. Like, alliances change in America. Um, That being said, Valverde is mostly South America.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, Dan is doing... Brown face He's here. He's certainly wearing brown face. Uh, his is, uh, yeah, and his accent is just as bad as my Arnold's impression. Yeah, and that's it's, why it's like just fucking hire Raul Julia. He would have been amazing. That I would. I and also appropriate for like at least closer. Like yeah, Jesus fuck. I can picture.
0: It would be like Raul Julia and like Moon Over Parador or something. Like where it's like I think he's such a good actor. I mean he's such a good actor in everything, but he's just like so good in Moon Over Parador to me. Another one that's yeah. got a questionable of like brown face like it's, it's the 80s. Like it really it's hard to escape that terrible choice that people made. Um <laughs> but so yeah, so he wants to depose a the president of Valverde. So he wants Matrix to go kill him. Because then, because they're close. Because Matrix was the the hero of the revolution. Yes. <laughs> of Valverde, the white savior. Yeah, the white savior. So we really shove any of the uh, too confusing to be racist, but definitely racist, <laughs> into this one big section of what's going on uh, in a lot of this. But like with that, then Frank, why did they have to kill everyone else? Was it just to somehow cover their tracks? Like, I don't think they had to kill everyone. Was it just to get Bennett hidden? Is that the only reason?
1: No, so they could uh, get uh, Arnold's character.
0: But why couldn't they just do that immediately?
1: Because they couldn't find him. He was so well hidden, and he was so off the grid. Even though he's a massive human being, and if anywhere he showed up, people would be like, that dude's huge, and somehow... But they killed his unit... So then therefore they would notice the pattern and then they'd go to him to to warn him, hey, you might be next, and that's why they faked his uh Bennett's death. You so are so that way they could find him because they, they basically were smoking him out. You are a smart person, Frank, and I am dumb. <laughs> I'm
0: smart bitch. That is that's like it's like one of those, like it was right there all this time, but I've just never completely <laughs> put two and two together it totally yeah. makes sense.
1: Uh Oh, but dude, it still it still doesn't make sense that they had mess. to go through the elaborate process of getting the loudest garbage truck right to then hopefully that the guy would come out with his garbage and shoot him with Uzis and then exit the loudest you can possibly exit from a murder scene in a garbage truck after shooting Uzis and then making the biggest production going out of a car dealership. There's no logic to it whatsoever. So you're right for not,
0: you know, like, That's why I think, because it's also like, there's no way you can clean up any of this stuff. Like, Matrix is murdering people left and right in public places. It would be (laughs) like just watching a slaughter at the Americana at the Brands. Like, you Oof. know, like, just, like, no, just that equivalent, and then just being, like, we'll find out. It'll, it's fine. No one's going to notice this. Like, no one uses silencers. Like, no, no one. <laughs>
1: like, no if one, anything, they put, like, like even, like, louder, like, things on it just to make it.
0: <laughs> if there's one thing that's going to wake me up here, it's a garbage truck going by. Like, I mean, oh, everyone yeah. has got to be woken up at that time on the wrong day and pissed off. Um, but... Yeah, so they're going, and so they're going to put him on a plane to go to Valverde. This is also a part <laughs> where I've gotten confused before, and maybe you can clear this up. So yeah. they're putting Matrix on a plane to go to Valverde, which is going to take eleven hours. So yeah. even that, I was like, okay, an eleven-hour flight. Where exactly is Valverde? Like, I tried to do the math of like Aruba's this far. Here's this. If you're coming from California, come from California, that makes sense. You gotta go cross country. Yeah. Okay. Um
1: it's at least it's a direct flight.
0: At least it's a direct flight. And it does seem like he has first class. Like, you know, yeah. it's at least uh uh upgraded economy. Um and and it's definitely a big plane because they've got an elevator in it, still something I've never completely seen. And I know it does exist, but like it part of the. That's what plot,
1: inspired uh the director, right? Yeah, he
0: saw yes, yeah. exactly. He was trying to take a dump and then he saw the elevator. Um <laughs> Which also will get to that in a second, but like as a kid, I was always confused, and I was like because I didn't understand the concept of an elevator and a plane, and I was like, yeah, how is he getting f- to this basement from the shitter? Like I thought he was always as a kid sitting in the in the bathroom faking he's taking a dump, and that somehow it opened to the next <laughs> level, and I was like flummoxed by this as a kid. But so. So then, if he's going on that plane, and I basically yeah. know, where are they going? Where They do explain it, they're... kind of. It's an island off the coast
1: of Mexico, but on the n- west side? No, they're, I mean, are you talking about the, the, the compound that they're at?
0: Yeah, where is Dan Hedaya no. and Bennett and Alyssa Milano going to?
1: That place is closer to L.A. That's just kind of off. That's just an island that's kind of off of the coast of wherever. I forgot exactly where they said. But from there, they plan to go to Valverde to then take his murders. Yeah. Once he murders, once the job is done, then they're going to go. That's why they needed the passports and everything. So then that way they could finally go there and then he could take his position as the new president. Yes. Cool. Cool.
0: Now it makes more sense. I always would be like, again, my wife would be like, wait, where are they going to on that boat? And I'd be like, I, at one point, I remember just not thinking, be like, they're going to Valverde. What are you talking about? And no, I was like, no yeah, way. That doesn't work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause the only way to get there was on that canoe boat. Cause right. that's why, cause that guy, uh, the uh, guy from um, Predator yeah. was, he had come back from that's why he had that receipt for the fuel, right? Yes, and then guy from Warriors, <laughs> guy, from guy from Warriors... From Dan guy. Patrick Kelly, yeah, Dan Patrick oh. Kelly,
0: also from VFW, which I rewatched, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, always playing a scumbag, which yeah, is perfect, he's for very him. good at being a scumbag. Uh, uh in the crow, too, uh, yeah, oh, uh, Jesus,
1: I forgot about that, yeah.
0: Um, so, so he that's the plan, so, so, uh Warriors, dude, and other giant guy are bringing him to the airport, putting him on the plane because it's the heady days where you could just wander around airports, just smoke cigarettes, like hit on chicks, do whatever. So they put him on the plane. This also, flight attendant, Tila. Yes. Flight attendant is Tila from (laughs) Master Universe. We had talked about this. Chelsea Field, yeah. Yes. I remember. It. That's why I always was. Ki- why, why do I have a, such a crush on this woman from two Me of too. these movies?
1: Um, I thought the same thing. I was like, I was like, I was like, say, who is that? Because yeah, I was like, I'm attracted. Phantom
0: singles, <laughs> oh baby. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, so he's fucking with that guy. Uh, uh, that's where he ends up. Like, he asks for the blanket and for the pillow, and then again. So loud, Frank. Like very loud. They cover it up that the people sitting in front of him are sleeping. Like because they right. fell asleep immediately. I mean, no. it's like he leans forward and leans back, smashes the guy's face, cracks his neck, yeah. and then puts a puts a uh, blanket in a and he covers his face with a
1: hat and says, Please don't wake my friend. He's dead tired. Like right. even before that, there's a great one-liner where she goes, Any uh, carry-on luggage? And then he goes, uh Just him. Just him.
0: Yes. It really is nonstop in this fucking movie. That's what I know. It's
1: like every other line. I wish I would have uh, like, especially for Ray Dong Chong, uh, Ray Don Chong. Mm -hmm. I I feel like uh, who was the punch up writer for this script? Because I mean, it's just aces. Like even the stuff that doesn't work is still like charming. I agree. And you're like, man, this is great. I just wonder who the punch up person was on the script because it's it's killer.
0: Steven dsouza has got it, baby. If he's the one only doing the punch up on that, and you know, I got to think there got to be other people there, or it's Arnold, baby. But, maybe Arnold's got the goods. But to your
1: point, Jeff, like there are people beside too who, if I were on a plane and I heard that, I'd look over and be yeah. like, "What's going on? Yeah, why are they? <laughs> Even he rose up. Yes, definitely. We forgot
0: that he also said, "I'll be back, Bennett." Uh, he does his "I'll be back" before he gets on the plane. Right. Also, I'll be ready, John. I'll be ready, John. He's actually maybe like it's fun to do the Arnold, but it's fun to do a Bennett too, like because he's got an insane voice and it's very it's got a cadence to it that's really fun to get going. Um, I just need to, f- I need to find the touchstone for it. Like I need to find the impression touchstone for a Bennett. Um,
1: because it's a he's kind of approaching it in this like sexual deviant way. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because he's so like uh into. The idea of like killing someone, and that's why how he ultimately gets him in the he's end. He's horny. Like, he's horny playing for... into his hubris. Yeah, his, yeah, he's getting him off like just like he's horny about, for like, Matrix. Static.
0: He's horny for revenge. Uh, uh, and he is feel. I mean, to the point that like it legitimately always annoyed me that he says he does it pro bono. Basically, he's yeah. like they offered me money and I declined. And I 100 always grand. Yeah, in my mind, I'm always just like. Take a little bit, like, you know, take yeah. a couple of grand. like, I mean, for your time. Yeah,
1: hey, man, get get some cash so you can, uh, you know, like, it's just a little like per diem, you know, for food. Exactly. Like, you got
0: travel, <laughs> you got expenses,
1: like, you blew
0: <laughs> up your fishing boat, like, you don't have right. a livelihood or a life anymore. Uh, you know, maybe he just thinks he'll be a general eventually, even though he's constantly making fun of Dan Hedaya's, like, soldiers. He's like, they make me laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: He's
0: talking about, have you ever seen a knife? Like, I don't even want to do it. I started doing the terrible racist voice that they give even the actors, the the, the soldiers. When they're like, have you ever oh, yeah, seen yeah. a knife? Yeah. Have you ever seen a knife go through a little girl's like throat? It's like butter. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, ew. Gross. I'm also glad. I do appreciate they never made it sexual. I appreciate- Well, I mean- not enough there, there's that it, shades of it there that's a, like there's not enough that made me in the fun of it be like oh don't do don't molest her like
1: i really you get yeah.
0: worried about that like it's a whole thing
1: like the worst of it was when uh warriors guy um <laughs> i'm just going to keep calling him warriors, warriors guy warriors guy when Warriors uh, says like it gives him enough time to have turns with the daughter, it was like yes. that was the worst of that. Yeah.
0: I forgot about that. So yeah, so then he ends up calling on a payphone, fucking making a paper trail, nonstop. There's a lot of action scenes in this based around getting a quarter. Like, it really sets up, this is 1985, and I need quarters for payphones. Yeah. Like, he freaks out at one point with Ray Don Chong. He's like, give me a quarter. Give me a quarter. <laughs> um, like, he's going to a peep show, but he needs to use a payphone. Um, yeah, this is before the days of 1-800-COLLECT. Exactly. And that was a great invention. And this is we're sponsored by 1-800-COLLECT. If you join our Patreon, you're not going to get these 1-800-COLLECT ads. It's coming now. Um, and so then he starts hitting on Ray Don Chong. I realize that's a pretty good device because it sets up that she has to get involved in this because he's following her. Matrix is following Warriors. Uh, uh, and then he calls her, uh, oh, how does he word it? He ends up like hitting out. He's like, I got something I really want to show you. And then he yeah. calls her, like, he's really pronouncing like a Hua.
1: He's like, All right, yeah. you fucking Hua. <laughs> right. Um, and Wait, then- we totally skipped over the fact that how he escaped.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Arnold escaped by going into this bathroom that I thought was a bathroom, but it wasn't a bathroom.
1: Yeah, it's an elevator, because yeah.
0: Because they're like, sir, you have to sit down. It is actually one of weirdly my favorite line, one of my favorite lines in Commando where he just like he puts his hand to his stomach, and I thought about you last night while we were watching you just goes, yeah. I'm ass sick. <laughs> <Like, laughs> right. And he just pulls the de- past her. He just does not give a fuck. So he goes in the yep. elevator. Sets it, looks at his watch, and then just tears through (laughs) uh, uh, the airplane. The airplane with his bare hands to get to the landing gear that's starting to come up, but he climbs down on the landing gear and then waits for it to go over the swamp area in LAX. And then (laughs) Frank drops, I want to say, he falls at least the height of a van in *Hero and the Terror*. Like it is right. like a fucking like two to three story drop, and then does a pretty quick cut of him totally being fine falling into the swap, so that he can then look at his look at his watch and synchronize it because now he knows I got eleven hours to pull this off. Great device. And that
1: um, watch is waterproof too.
0: Gotta be army army. Base I bet you uh, I yeah. wanted that watch as a kid, and I bet you my brother got it uh I, you, you could always count on my brother getting he had a Rambo knife, <laughs> like he had one of the knives that had like a compass at the end that you could unscrew
1: and would hold matchsticks,
0: like oh wow, he just kept it behind his bed. I loved it so well, much
1: well, uh a few things jeff i'm not uh i I've never built an airplane before, I don't know how they work, really, but uh, with the things that he tore off, uh, would this affect the flight of this aircraft? I know in the movie it didn't, but would this in reality also that dog down there, hate to tell you, hate to break it, break it to you, uh that dog died. Yeah,
0: that dog did. <laughs> that dog yeah, is. Very uh, don't dead.
1: don't don't uh transport your pets under there. No, uh it's please. Not gonna end well. No, it kills me. Uh they they, they freeze to death.
0: <laughs> it's so cold. That's the other part too. He's wearing that tight shirt. Uh oh, yeah. I think he got rid of his. Oh no, he still had the blazer on cuz they gave him a blazer. My wife right. did point out, they gave him a blazer cuz he's going to look good. They uh Warriors gave him 20 bucks to get some beers when they got to Valverde. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: cuz he's a class act all the way. Uh at that point too, my wife also asked if she bought me a suit like the Warriors was wearing, (laughs) would I wear it? Because he's wearing a total (laughs) 80s suit. And I was like, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like crazy looking. I'm all over it. Um, Also,
1: the music during that scene is amazing. It, It also really sounds like the drum part for Reptile by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it
0: does. I mean, would I put it past them? I know probably we can find out the sample. Would I put it past them that they got that idea from it? Maybe not. Like, I mean, it's James Horner. Maybe. The guys, we know that Atticus and him have become big soundtrack people. Like, he he understands yep. how soundtracks work. Um, And so, yeah. Uh, I'll also say, too, like, so he gets to them. He ends up going to Ray Don Chong, uh, Schwarzenegger, Matrix, pulls her seat out because he wants <laughs> to hide in the car so he can sit in there. But, again, we've talked about he is a massive behemoth of a human being. So, he's still sticking out like a fucking sore thumb. Absolutely. (laughs) And so, he tries to explain that he needs help from her, uh, his daughter, etc., blah, blah, blah. So, they're following uh, uh, Sully, uh, who is the Warriors. Uh, I'm completely always forgetting that actor's name. Follows to a mall, uh, which is the same mall where they shot the T2 stuff. It's in, uh, I can't remember where... It's in, around uh, us. I think it's Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Oh. It is Sherman Oaks. You are right. The Galleria. Right. Um, is it? I think yeah. it is. Um, and I'm just going to say, man, I, get, I think Sully is unprofessional. Like, this is supposed oh, yeah. to be a big thing. Like, you got to make sure he really got on a plane. He really got somewhere. And he's just throwing in extra drug deals at, like, a TGI Friday's O Pooter Toots in the middle of a fucking mall. Like you know, oh, not that's cool.
1: That's 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 not a drug deal because that's where he gets the the um the uh, the passports.
0: Oh my god, Frank!
1: Again, you're smart.
0: <laughs> I'm not smart. I you am show dumb. it
1: under the table, like the
0: in my mind. I zoom. I zoom. I've seen him a billion <laughs> times, and I always just think it's drugs, like.
1: I thought you just meant because of how, like, what a horn dog he is, because he's always looking out for, like, as he said, I forgot how he said it, but it was one of the gross terms. I can't remember what you said.
0: I I made it softer and said, before I said that he's going to say to my wife again, I said this is that he says it's a great place for hunting trim. And Christy was like, what does trim mean? I explained what I thought trim could mean. And then now he goes, love this place. It's a great place to hunt some slash. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah you're like Ugh, oh dude the grossest just rank just the way that he is like I'll, but like I also I'm like you go to a, a mall bar right to pick up like even even more like depressing <laughs>
0: but wait so just to clear that up though then they're in the TJ yeah. Fridays because he needs the passports for then yeah. who
1: for them the 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 so again they need the passports in order to get past uh, customs when they get to, when they go to Valverde? Matrix and the other guy. What about them? No, Matrix and the other, like, Matrix has nothing to, like. But
0: doesn't he need a passport? Were they just like, fine, fuck it. We can just use your own? I guess, maybe.
1: Yeah, because he's already there. Like, Matrix is fine to go to the other country. Yeah. But uh I don't think the guy I think uh the other guy who went with them because he's just there to hand them off to the other two guys. Right. So he's probably just gonna turn back around. I don't think that guy was gonna stay there. Oh, he was so just he gonna doesn't fly need back. the passport.
0: Okay. I get so confused because I'm just focusing on the murder and the one line. Oh, yeah. Like it's just so crazy. So he ends up realizing Matrix is there. He's in that mall, uh, the mall that's full of crazy eighties. Uh, long balloons that he's gonna end up swinging on. Um, oh yeah, fucking. Uh, uh. He ends up getting first th- this. He does he does the security guards get called in first? Yes, because the security guards yeah. get called in, and then one of them has got a crazy voice. He's like, "Want to see me kick some ass?" As he's hitting. Oh on yeah, some ladies. that guy was funny. I yeah. loved him. Uh, he's just like he is one ugly son of a bitch. Like as he's describing <laughs> him. And then uh, Sully's in a uh, phone booth that they made out of balsa wood, even though they said that Schwarzenegger can lift four hundred fifty pounds. Um, lifts up this crazy Philip K. Dickian uh, phone <laughs> booth, uh, and then ends up like Sully escapes. He gets in the fucking hel- uh, in the elevator. Uh, all the- there's like
1: twenty security guards at this fucking mall. Like, there's, I was, I was saying this is overkill for this mall.
0: Yes. It might be too many.
1: There's no way they had that much security at that mall. No.
0: Swings over. I'm only going fast because I'm realizing how long we've already talked about Commando, which is great. We'll go forever, though, with this. Uh, Swings over. Uh, Gotta be Schwarzenegger. Doesn't look like a double, maybe, to me. And I got worried about him. It's like swinging on that balloon that he ripped in half to get to the top of the elevator. (laughs) Uh, Right. Doing his Tarzan swig. Uh and then ends up back at Ray they basically just end up back at the parking garage after all of that. Gets right. in the car, still picks up Ray Don Chong, which is very nice of him.
1: That <laughs> was surprising to me. I was like, I would have just but then he I think just like he said he needed her so maybe he was still in that mode of being like, I need you to help me out because yeah. you're a decoy or you're, you know, yeah. somebody who can help me get closer, which actually ends up working for him at the motel. But we'll get to that in a yeah. minute.
0: Ends up chasing Sully, crashes very hard into a telephone pole on Laurel Dude, Canyon. Like, so hard. Like, and immediately goes like, crashes harder than you've ever seen. That goes, are you all right? And then moves out. Yeah. And they are. She's like, oh. yeah, I'm fine. She
1: has uh, uh, a really funny, not really funny, but I, th- I was like, wow, that's some sass for already. But when he explains like what they're, who they are, and she's like, I've only known you for five minutes and I want you dead too.
0: Pretty good sass. The look he gives is just like, <laughs> like he just growls a little. Yeah. Uh, his Sully's car flips over his Porsche and then he ends yeah. up picking Sully up by one leg and holding him over a cliff. Apparently the director wanted him to just actually do it with his arm, and he was like, "I can't yeah. do that. That is crazy." Arnold was like, "Are you crazy? Yeah, That's not happening." And then does one of the classic. This is my mother-in-law's favorite parts. It's like, remember when I told you I'd kill you last?
1: I lied.
0: Ah, Drops Dude, him off. Dude, wait. Clip. He
1: doesn't say ah. This was something that was on the internet a few years ago. Oh, that really? People were like, "What's he saying?" Because when he's dropped, it sounds like he's saying, "Ooh la la." <laughs> It sounds like he's saying ooh-la-la. La. I'm going to go with he says uh, ooh-la-la. La. A go pervert ooh, till the end.
0: Pervert till the end, just thinking about his, looking at his nudie books as he's fallen down a cliff. Because um, he goes, yeah, I lied. <laughs> ooh-la-la! La! So then they realize they fucked up Ray Dong Chong's car. She's just now accepted everything that's going on. She is just really going for it. Yeah, and she's in. They He pushes a car over he like the thing he is Ben Grimm again flips that yep. car back and then
1: uh there's John also John Watts Yeah If you're listening to this John Watts the director uh who's going to direct the next Fantastic 4 Yeah, I mean yeah I yeah, got ya Ben Grimm
0: Yeah I got yeah Ben Grimm right here uh, <laughs> <laughs> And there's also I love that they ADR in one-liners like right. there's no there's way so he said it it's just like what happened to Sully? I let him go. Like, But like, there's like, that line is in there, but there's so many random ones that you're like, it's almost like they just left. like, And they were like, we got to get one more joke in. They just shove yeah. it in and they're always kind of half-assed and I love it. Um, yeah. Then they go to the hotel. Minute this pandemic is over, we're getting all of our families, our two families, and we're going to this hotel. And if not, <laughs> we're starting. They had to build it. Like, it oh, that sucks because it looks like an 80s wet dream. Like it is oh, yeah. nothing but orthodontist glass and neon <laughs> light. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. everywhere. It's insane. And so they're going to Sully's room, much like all this movie. It especially happens in the warehouse. My wife pointed out that she was like, it feels like when what I imagine an escape room would be like, where it's just like, Here's a clue. Oh, it's right there. Like it's there's no other thing surrounding it. This must be the thing. Um because yeah. when they find clues it's always just like, look at this. I know what this means. This will lead us to our next location.
1: And Right. She just happened to have a pilot's license that she was working on. Right. They
0: just happened uh, although- to find a gas depot receipt that she knows why it is this place because that's where her trainer, because she's trying to get her pilot's license, helps right. her get gas. And then she can do that. And it was just like, all right, let's
1: go there. One seed that was planted that we didn't get to see pay off is that she takes advanced karate.
0: Oh, yeah. I wish we could have seen that. That would be amazing if the yeah. two of them going at it, fighting. Not together, yeah. but like killing some people together. Uh, also, yeah. I want
1: to call bullshit about that he Arnold didn't train his daughter like much like in Halloween, the new Halloween, uh, the, yeah. David Gordon green one of like, uh, the strode's like knowing, you know, they've got that one scene in the
0: opening montage of them doing like the basic karate. I learned when I took like karate in elementary school while my mom did aerobics class. (laughs) And like, I didn't understand when I was getting my uniform. I was just in sweatpants, but (laughs) so yeah, they're at that hotel, uh, predator, guy comes back uh he gets Raydon is on the team now because he's just ripping yep. her shirt open matrix just to act like he was she was having sex with Sully yeah and she's got great one liners like like you know like dude who are she's you
1: mst3 king the shit out she of this
0: really play. is she is our new crow i mean she is our top <laughs> servo baby like yeah because like who are you room service i think is what she says and then right predator comes in and him and arnold just start busting everything into the most very canony, gratuitous boob. Yep. <laughs> because, of course, there's a couple fucking in the next room, and they've just bust through that door, that shared Apparently, door. Apparently,
1: if you look, there's a video camera set up.
0: Oh, really? Oh, so like they were having, yeah. was it a porno or they were having couples? Maybe. we don't, I'm guessing couples. I don't know, but they were yeah. filming
1: it. Love it. And also, uh, if you look at the position of when they break in, it looks like she was pegging him, maybe.
0: Oh, man, I love it. That's great. And
1: it's it does that classic 80s thing where it's like, gotta be massive boobs. They like are. The, the giants, like the 80s kind of, humongous, you know what I mean? Like the Barbie twins type
0: Humongous of. fake boobs. <laughs> like, and the look on her face is insane. She was like, whoa, <laughs> like the whole time. And... Predator gets murdered. He gets a fucking shaft
1: through his chest. I don't even really know. Broken door, maybe? I think it was like a broken table thing. I don't know. He eats green berets for breakfast. He eats green berets for breakfast. Exactly. Um, I can't believe this macho bullshit. That's where they, that's where
0: they, I bet you they were like, just like Arnold with the Bennett scene, they were like, just do a bunch of lines. And they use two of them because it's like, I can't believe this macho bullshit. You guys eat too much red meat. These guys eat too much red meat. They should have had a rule of threes there of like, I can basically see you measuring each other's penises or something. right? (laughs) Um, And so this might be where there's also an ADR line. They get into Cook's car, which is the guy from Predator's name. Yeah. And it's like, they're basically leaving and it's just like, we'll take Cook's car. He won't be needing it. Like- hardly a joke (laughs) like just like just like felt they needed some way to understand why they were taking this car i don't know why they needed that but whatever but yeah this is where they find that this is the part where i got like as a kid, I mean, I'm saying this apart. I got confused as a kid a lot, and clearly, you've corrected me on many things. I've got confused <laughs> plot wise. It's also maybe the it's slowest okay. I part. only
1: noticed it during food poisoning.
0: That's true. Oh, you <laughs> asshole! You son of a bitch! Uh, but so they go to this fuel depot, and what they're finding out is one, it's much more enjoyable to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger climb than Chuck Norris. Uh, it's just, he's just, it's just, it's just more fun than the molasses two by four (laughs) slowly going up a building, uh, no matter what, he's a God. And you're just like, Oh, look at that body. Jesus Christ, Schwarzenegger, you look fun. Uh, so I guess, okay. So maybe this is me piecing it together too, but maybe not. So that fuel depot is actually, and doesn't make any sense still. I think as I'm piecing it together, it's actually a front for where Dan Hedera is getting together all of his munitions and tanks for when the revolution comes to maybe Valverde, Because there is a box that just says, ship to Val Verde. <laughs> like yeah. when you write on a record you've been shipping, like, <laughs> don't shake, fragile, <laughs> like, or something.
1: Right. Do not bend.
0: But is that what also all of the... Were they also getting passports for them, or was it going to be an invasion USA style invasion of Valverde? We don't
1: know. Uh, Jeff, I couldn't tell you. I I really that's one that was kind of scratching my head about, like being like, is this drugs or is it? Yeah, you know, are they shipping ammunition?s Like, what's the plan here?
0: I mean, what we um, do know is that that's where it's most escape roomy. Like, it's like they go into that office and it's just like. Clue after clue after clue. Right. Like, it's just like, what are these coordinates? Wait, here's this map. Oh, the, this must be where they're going. Look at a picture of this plane. This must be Ugh. the plane they're going to use. Hey, we could use that. Why do they I have also- a picture? <laughs>
1: I also had a trouble with the the logic of being like, imagine working there, because there's so many people working in that warehouse and being like, hey, did anyone uh, else notice the giant dropping from the wall? Right, That Greek
0: Adonis, that Austrian Adonis that just came down the wall.
1: I also wrote down that it's like, well, there's not many uh, uh, good parts for Latino men in this uh, in the 80s, unless you're Cheech and Chong. So yeah. it's like yeah. you're, you're relegated to playing these types of parts.
0: Yeah, you really are. Uh, And so they realize what they need to do is go to this, get a plane, go to this plane. And so they go shopping.
1: At Surplus City. Surplus
0: City. I mean, this- Sun Valley. Sun Valley. This is our wet dream as a child. This is where I first learned that I could ejaculate semen out of my penis, is, (laughs) is when they are just going through Surplus City- just taking everything that's cool as fuck, and then he knows that there's a button that will open up a crazy secret room that has uh, fucking rocket launchers and shotguns and M-16s, and he's just taking everything, and then the cops come. Immediately. Immediately, but also, not good enough to stop Ray Don Chong. All she needed to do... (laughs) She beat them by like five seconds and enough that she could get everything into the car because
1: he grabs like like
0: three more things and he has like the longest missile launcher you've ever seen. It's like, what would he have done with that? Like, Jesus Christ.
1: I love how they had to insert like what it was to explain it real quick because yeah. it was a very quick shot of being like, "What's that? It's a rocket launcher." Okay, but, you know, yeah, like?
0: exactly. So we know what the fuck that crazy box is, and so he gets in the fucking police van. Uh, guy in the cop in the passenger seat, I think, is the actor from Die Hard, who is the head of SWAT, and who says, "Send oh. in the car, send in the car." Like, oh, it's yeah. just, I just know that line from watching Die Hard a billion times and then so again Radon Chong is on board she is flirting with them to get them to vaguely stop but not really like I guess it didn't get them to stop they were going to drive anyways but maybe enough to pay attention to her Yeah. so that she could then shoot a rocket launcher backwards I love
1: that part man I was like giddy because it's been so long since I've seen this movie I forgot a lot of it yeah and, like, when she gets up and, like, just takes that out, I was like, oh, fuck yeah.
0: It is such a good... It's so... It feels so satisfying. And
1: then she blows yeah, up... Yeah, it's... Sorry, it's one of those parts, like, in movies where you're like, I wish I could have been in the theater yes. to get the audience's reaction. It's like that with me with Ghostbusters being, like, the first time that Stay Puff comes onto screen... I know. I wish I could live that moment in the moment that it came out. It would have been, oh, audience. just, yeah. like, so
0: awesome. <laughs> She ends up getting him to escape because she blows up the police truck, but he's fine because he's the thing. Yep. And then they get to the set, the, the plane. Uh, it's a canoe with wings is how she describes it. She's upset that there's a, no digital readout, uh, but he's just that good, Frank they can't get this plane to get going. He just bags it like he's Fonzie kicking a jukebox. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's what I
1: wrote down. He fonzie it. <laughs> he
0: fonzie that shit and the plane just gets going. He's like, there you go. Let's go. Let's do this. He also slams the controls forward mm-hmm. because she's not making it go quick enough and constantly I'm just like so dangerous. But also, why aren't you flying the plane at this point? You seem to know everything yeah. about it, you dickhead. Uh, <laughs> he seems to also know that when Bill Paxton shows up as the the Dude. radar, I love Bill Paxton, man. This is the third Me movie too. they've been in. Um, yep. He knows that he should make the plane fly closer to the water so that the waves will kill the radar. Like, he knows everything. Mm-hmm. He's fucking Matrix. And that's why when the general shows up at Surplus City, they're like, what should we expect? World War III. <laughs> like, he just, like, <laughs> yells it at them. Like, such a good thing. And then... No offense to Alyssa Milano. I know she's a child. Takes her a while. This is goes with your training thing. It takes her a while to realize, you know what I should do? I should dig out this balsa wood covering on this mini ballroom they've put me in with no furniture. <laughs> it's just like out of nowhere, <laughs> she realizes she's the daughter of Matrix and that she should take a handle off and then dig in and get away to get out. Um... Uh, I mean, that's also where we see Bennett just kind of wandering around being Bennett. They get to the island and now we're just in like, it's been an amazing movie up until now. It's just like the end, the the last third of this movie is just like the greatest thing that has ever happened to action cinema, (laughs) (laughs) not to be hyperbolic,
1: but it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just one action set piece after another. I mean, they land, which is weird that they, they land uh, with undetected, if it's such a, uh, you know, a, a, a a, an island that, yeah, a fortress. But then, like, he just gets down to his skivvies, uh, then suits up in the, which they make fun of in Hot Shots, Yes. Um, and in National Lampoon's. But, like, he just suits up like just to the nines, yeah, in just one of the, one and just army gear. One of the
0: best getting ready scenes ever. One of the best getting yeah. prepared scenes ever, because he also get comes out of smoke when he's done clipping shit. Yeah, putting paint on himself, camouflage paint that doesn't exactly make sense. Because I don't know what the raid- five lines will do to you on your face, but whatever. Uh-huh.
1: the ray of sunshine on his back too yes. after he's just like yeah it's so i wrote down <laughs> i wrote down it's like oh this is what the incel alt-right q dummies are prepping for now like they're kind yes. of like being like they're they're imagining that's them right now the
0: fucking proud boys cosplayers are fucking out there thinking that they're arnold in commando like and it's yep. just like because also you ain't. You're dumpy like us. Like, I mean, that when my <laughs> wife was like, why did he get down to his skivvies? I was just like, because he's Arnold. I was yeah. just like, look at him. Like, that's you why. Got it, you flaunt it. You, you, seriously, baby. You strut when you are Arnold. I mean, look <laughs> at that fucking body. Watching him row? My goodness. I'd be in underwear all the time if I looked like that. All the time. Just nonstop. Just forcing situations. And then... I mean, Frank, it is just a wild ride of murder. Like, it is like it's it's like when we hear about Tom Savini getting the call from George Romero and just being like, I'm doing Dawn of the Dead. Just I need you to come up with a billion ways to kill zombies. Oh yeah. And this is just like we're gonna have a billion Valverde soldiers, at least a hundred of them, because you're gonna get <laughs> you up to a hundred and five. And Or 102. And just kill them every single way you can. And they're going to be housed in giant balsa wood houses that are going to explode like nothing you've ever seen explode. With mannequins that are supposed to be human beings blowing up like it's a nuclear test site in fucking (laughs) The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, But it is just pure insanity and even then to match it the saxophone becomes like a john zorn record like it is like just like just like out of nowhere (laughs) wild lower east side free jazz like naked city like it's just so insane um yeah, it was just like I started writing down kills, and I was like, "There's too many."
1: <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> like, also, he uses that Russian uh, ballistic knife-like launcher. So,
0: Frank, yeah, what what is that thing? I wrote down. I I tried to Google shooting knife and could
1: not find anything. What is it's that? it's called a Russian ballistic knife? Okay, and it like it's like you know like it's a spring launch. Thing. Oh,
0: because yeah, he already like immediately like. Kills a guy in the gut, two throwing knives, and then that thing has always just perplexed me. I
1: like cuz it's yeah. so cool. It's a blade. It, it from the handle, the blade like springs out.
0: Is it? Is it a one shot? Like it's a one. Sh- like you can't replay. Okay, it's
1: awesome. I think so. I'm not sure. I haven't owned one, but I'm. Uh, it's on my wish list.
0: If you're a big Canon fan, uh, it, we're going to be like uh, when cam girls or something have like an Amazon wish list. But ours is a Amazon wish list that somehow is only connected to Surplus City <laughs> from 1985's Commando and will get us Russian ballistic knives. Um, you can also throw in a couple landmines that he's putting everywhere because those things are going to oh, be yeah. blowing buildings up nonstop. stop Louise. Um, but that's kind of
1: like a missing in action, too. where the well with the buildings? No, yeah, where he's, like, planning the explosives and yes, stuff.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he does the slowest weapons takeout ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking molasses 2 by 4 um, Yeah. I weirdly had a brain fart, and I was like, why is Frank talking about Mission Impossible? <laughs> I was like, oh, this no. is a cannon. Missing in action. Yes, action. Um, I do think sometimes, like because they're getting through them he's a little willy-nilly like in how he uses the weapons like every once in a while i'll be like oh use the grenade on just like two dudes over there like you should have used on a oil can or something um there are a couple like like gymnastic style flippings
1: i wrote that down i was another national lampoon's loaded weapon one joke uh At the beginning of the movie, where they're flipping out of the convenience store, and it's just like shot after shot of them flipping and doing these acrobatic takes. And I wrote that down too. I was like, I was like, uh, let's see, what did I put down? Um, Great flips for explosions.
0: Yeah, there's one that the guy from one of the grenades, like he's doing like a triple Lindy from Back to School. (laughs) Like it is an insane like double flip with a rotation at the end, corkscrew. Um, Yeah. He also never learned to aim in Delta Force, like his squad. He's just like, "Fuck it, bullets everywhere." And hey, I appreciate yep. it. Like, we're not running out of munitions here. Um, so he gets in the shed. He oh yeah. He runs out of weapons, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start using saw blades and axes and machetes." Scene. It's still slightly unclear how, when he's getting shot by like six guys with machine guns, it seems like he just crawled into the roof. Like yeah, that he, he escaped. Just, he
1: Spider Manned his way up into the roof of it. And then so when they came in, he just he swung down.
0: That's your hint, everyone. That's your that's your lesson from the Cannon Bros in this episode. If you're ever in any tight situation, Spider Man it. Bullets are never yep. gonna get you. Um especially if they're being shot by a guy with a humongous fake mustache who looks like a surfer dude, and I think he's supposed to be like south american
1: like it's dude that was something that also kind of made me mad i was like again like latino actors like the, you know just right give them the parts you don't have to it probably takes more effort to put them in brown face than it was to actually hire actors right that's the that thing. could play that part <laughs> like just fucking I, uh, whatever
0: did they last minute think they needed just one more and they're like just get frankie over here like get the gaffer over right. here or something right um, yeah
1: but hey Tim, sorry, but today you're playing a, you know, a, a soldier that gets killed by Arnold. You get your head sliced off. And then Tim's like, "Um, you're not making me play a Latino man,
0: right? I'm <laughs> I'm very white." It's like, "Don't worry about it with the mustache." <laughs> but, you know, it's Hollywood. Tim needed the role. He was he was really worried, you know. Uh, yeah, he's got the points
1: now. He's part exactly. of SAG After. He gets the screeners.
0: that was He needed one more role to get into SAG After, and he was <laughs> killing for those screeners that year. Um, uh, he needed all those VHSs coming to his house. Uh, and so, yeah, he ends up coming out fucking axe to the dick, hatchet to the arm. Oh. Just brutal duo, which I also is my new grind core band. slice. Oh, and the head slice. Yeah, it was just... Brutal. It's just like evil dead all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote that down too.
0: And it's just an insane barrage of murder. Uh, there were scenes apparently that at one point they were going to like have him really fuck with the guy he chopped the arm off of. And be like, yeah. can I lend you a hand or something? And even they and were like, like... Not too much. Ooh. And then, honestly, it's just a barrage of forgetting even what happened. It's just like killing, 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 murder, 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 until eventually he kind of has a shot, and he gets to uh, Bennett. Has now, Alyssa has escaped. Bennett's in the steam room. He already killed in Hadea at some point. Uh, right. It's just he kind, kind shoot of a shootout. It's maybe the most anticlimactic part of the movie, to some extent. Um, right. Because I know he's not the big bad. Like, Bennett is the big bad, ultimately, but it just kind of feels it's a slightly, it's a little bit more of a fizzle than I would like for his yeah. his murder. Um, there should we don't more even th- get
1: a you're not you and I aren't so different. You're like we're yeah. not so different. You and I, yeah. You know,
0: like oh man, I would kill for a Hidea You're not so different. We're not so different. Speech like that would have worked so well. Uh, but they get into the steam room like it's fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, uh,
1: you got that underlit uh, great uh look that I yeah. love in the 80s. I love where it where it's underlit, oh, so perfect. I love that look.
0: If we were if we were making like a top ten list of aesthetic choices from these movies that have affected our lives, um that shot might be one of them. Like that kind of yeah, uh, that the great underlit look. Great. The underlit great, baby. That's a good summary of it. Uh and then yeah, like this is where Bennett is jizzing his pants. More than he's ever, like, is I like, put a knife in me, Ben. It Put your penis in me. Just like, hey, we yeah. know. We know now from 10 to midnight, like, a knife is his penis. Like, we just needed the Freudian analysis of Leo from 10 to midnight to let us know that.
1: So I have, I have something to ask Jeff. So he heard his daughter. Again, he's got super hearing because he could hear his daughter all the way down. But then when he gets down there, he can't tell when she's screaming. Like, he can't follow that.
0: It's really loud in that, that room. That steam oh, yeah, is going off, so. Frank. You can't stop steam, you know? Give me steam. Is what you <laughs> feel could make it real.
1: Uh, Peter Gabriel for Yeah. You?
0: Thank you for referencing one of my favorite singers and one of the few songs by him that I have to be like, I can't, Peter. I
1: can't. That's Thank one you. of my first CDs is, uh, is, um, is uh, Us. Us? No. Yeah. Yes. No. That is Us. Yeah, it's Us. Because So there's is Us the one and before. So and yeah, he's got all the, whatever. Yep.
0: So has Red Rain as well. Uh, I mean, Us does. Us is great. Only recently, not to get him too sidetracked, but only recently did I start rediscovering as a huge, you know, Genesis and Peter fan uh, yeah. and everyone's solos. Uh, I never gave Us a huge amount of time, but there's like Sinead O'Connor is it's so a, good it's on that. Commercial. It's, it's a
1: is, commercial. It is, but it's great.
0: Like that Sinead O'Connor stuff where she's basically doing what Kate Bush would have done. Uh, yeah. Is so good. But, and there are some more commercial things. Like I skip over Scene, but I also skip over Sledgehammer and Big Time. Uh, I, just I love can't, those
1: songs too. Digging the, in the dirt. Yeah.
0: Digging in the dirt's a love. I, for, I just have a real, uh, I could go off for a while about how I, I have a hard time with Big Time and Sledgehammer, but love us or us or so, so much. Um, right. it, back to anyway. Commando. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then it's just them. In a boiler room, ripping off unbelievably hot boiler doors. Yeah. There's no way that didn't... I mean, I'm sorry. I know this is stupid to get upset in a movie. I should have nothing but suspension of disbelief. But, like, I tried cleaning my oven not too long ago, and it had been off for like an hour, and I touched the, like, burner part and gave myself a wound that took like a week to heal. Like, I mean, yeah. they, it, you're not, it, it's gonna be a little hot, okay? Um, uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, it's basically just Bennett looking dumpy, them getting into a <laughs> knife fight, <laughs> um, Bennett getting electrocuted and seemingly recovering... Immediately. In one second. Like, yeah, he's... The way
1: he screams is really funny in that scene, though. Ah! <laughs> it's like Captain Caveman yell. <laughs> um, and then
0: uh, gets... Bennett finally gets murdered in the craziest way possible. Matrix is standing there with no weapon and realizes, oh, you dummy, the thing I should have done all this time. Rip a pipe off of the wall Throw it into Bennett so hard that it goes through him into the boiler and blows steam out of the pipe so that he can say, Bennett, let off some steam. Or it's the other way. Wait, let oh off it goes some steam. Let some, that's the thing. I, this is one where I've done it so many times that every time I watch it, I'm like, Jeff, he doesn't yell it. Like, and whenever <laughs> yeah. I do it on my own, it's, Benny, let us some steam. Yeah. <laughs> but instead it's, let us some steam, Bennett. So that he can, in the alternate cuts, also say, I don't like small talk or whatever Yeah, he it goes, is.
1: I hate small talk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty quiet. They're all surprisingly, like, reserved, but with that steel-eye look. Like, I could watch Arnold just stare at things with that steel-eye look forever.
1: I love that shot because it's like, Oh no, we're gonna make it clear that he went clean through. Yeah, and also remember, hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility because, like, let's not forget he was carrying a tree at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, and uh, he lifted up a phone booth, and he uh, lifted up a car. You know, like so. It's like he yeah, is it's been. Not, a it's not fucking Grim. People. He is the thing. You've established baby. the rules of this world.
0: Matrix has class one hundred strengths. If we're going yeah. by the rankings of fucking. Marvel, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Uh, he is not Spider-Man. He does not have class 10 where he can lift 10 tons. He is in the realm of the thing and the Hulk and Thor He has and Hercules. He has class 100. He can lift at 100 tons at least. And that means a pipe can go through Bennett's chest and yep. into a boiler. And then His helicopter. daughter isn't
1: traumatized whatsoever.
0: No, no, no. She's fine. She's got a new mother Uh, on, Chong (laughs) is there to pick up the pieces (laughs) because that's when immediately the helicopters show up. We have the worst army in the world. Like, they show up always either right before or right after. They're either letting people know where they can murder someone that was in their army, or they're showing up so that Kirby can show up and say, leave anything for us, only bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And also... Kirby look I'm not a salesman okay you know you know that Frank and I know that but you got to give him a little bit of a breather you can't push for the hard sell like immediately he's like Matrix start up your team again (laughs) like let's do this it's like give him a second he just got with his daughter he's gonna go fuck Ray Don Chong we're guessing uh, at this point he has to to so somehow give him a shot he somehow needs to have sex with Ray Don Chong to make it less weird what is right. going on between them somehow. But yeah, give him a chance. Take a cue from that salesman who got murdered in the first couple scenes. Like you got to do the hard sell, but not too hard. and that one's too hard. Uh, but he says, you know, until the next time, they looks at his daughter, looks at Ray Don. Knows he's gonna have a long, meaningful relationship with the both of them. yeah. And says, no chance. And then one of my favorite 80s action movie songs, I Will Protect You. Yeah. Power Freaking Station. Power dude. Station, baby. I wonder, I needed to do the research, so I don't know. Is it uh is that uh uh oh why am I blanking ass Robert Palmer Andy singing Taylor? that one? Or is it someone else? Uh,
1: it was written by Andy Taylor, but I'm not... I'm wondering if no, Andy Taylor
0: must have sang Because it doesn't sound like Robert Palmer.
1: It's not. I don't think it's Robert... Because I think at that point, Robert Palmer had already gone solo.
0: I Yeah, maybe it is. So it's a shift after. I know... I think it said the lyrics were written by... It Was he a member of Power Station? I think his name is Michael DeBars, who's like that one of those guys who like you see his face and you're like, Oh, you were in like every movie like, right. every TV show and you were somehow part of, like, the 80s pop scene and were, like, right. a, a, a pop star somewhere. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that song, like, I used to sing that with my roommate in college, like, all we the time. We fight for love. We fight for love. Like, we, I would always, like, kind of, like, I do, like, a joke of being, like, half sincere. It's just, like, you know, you are an island surrounded by my love.
1: <laughs> like, there's like, like so Commando many- featuring the song "We Fight for Love" by Power Station, <laughs> available now on Capital EMI Records,
0: only five ninety nine at Caldors—the nice price. <laughs> 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 totally. I mean, that also like ugh, I would have bought that cause single. If i oh, yeah. if if I had found it and i this is gonna be another hunt that I kind of go for uh and then yeah and then it's over and we just watch that plane flying away and all I'm left with is just pure joy and love yep <laughs> it's it, it's just it's a perfect action film like I think like ultimately i could talk about it forever i mean it's it's we practically we practically did, yeah. have i mean we're at two hours and fourteen minutes about May maybe cutting out a little bit there, but before like, edit, yeah, before edit, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, is there anything we
1: missed? I don't think we did, did we? I just have a few quick thoughts. I feel like Avenging Force saw this and said, we need to get our own Alyssa Milano when they cast that poor girl that they overdubbed her voice. <laughs> yes. um, at an hour and 14 minutes and nine seconds, there is one of the soldiers looks like Charles Grodin. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. I, I tried to get a screenshot of it, but it wouldn't let me do it from, uh, if you watch on iTunes, right. it, won't, uh, it automatically is like, nope. Um... And then uh, the line that she says, like, he goes, how did you know how to work that lo- rocket launcher? She goes, I read the instructions.
0: Yeah. Up So good. Apparently, though, according to this is one of those IMD facts. I'm like, I don't know if I believe this one. Apparently, I didn't really see it. Like, you can see her holding the instructions when they take yeah. it from Surplus City to set up that line. Uh, yeah. Sure, you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. I didn't pick it up. Uh-
1: Other actors who auditioned for uh, Alyssa Milano's part, Winona Ryder, Shannon Doherty, Elizabeth Hsu, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Connelly, and Patricia Arquette.
0: So uh, a list of uh, almost all of my Phantom Tingle crushes. Uh <laughs> Or all there? I mean, yeah. seriously. Like, I'm just like as you started listing, I was just like, "All right, went on a writer. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, got gotcha. you, got you." Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah, that was a big one for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, man, yeah, that's. I I think Alyssa was a good choice. She's great in it.
1: I think she works yeah. so well. Um, she's yeah, she's perfect for the part. And she, like, she's cute yeah, she's and just spunky, so like yeah, she's likable. Yeah.
0: She's spunky and she's got enough of an edge that like the lines worked coming out of her. Uh That's why.
1: That's yeah. why I was a little disappointed that we didn't have a thing where, like, she, like, somehow, like, stabbed Bennett in the eye with that thing, that Shiv she had. That would be fun. You know, like, yeah. just showing, like, some kind of, like, because if you're going to be his do- Matrix's daughter, you know he trained her. He
0: doesn't know how to relate to her, Frank. He's been on fucking Delta Force missions this whole time. <laughs> like, it's like, like. Well, then
1: find common ground. Use that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I didn't play sports because I wanted to uh you know my dad played sports so that's how you find a connection in his case <laughs> he's going to tell you how to murder someone with a door handle <laughs> like and smell people downwind that's just how it works <laughs> um yeah it's the best man it really is the best uh yeah i love it out of all uh, you know out of uh 10 cannons it ain't a cannon but if this was a cannon how many cannons would this cannon be
1: for, for the, the bones of it, I would give it a 9. Yep. Uh, for the actual movie, I'd give it a 6.
0: Yeah. I was going to do 7, too, for the actual movie of it being a canon because it's too good. So, yeah. Uh, let's say our average is 7.5. Yeah. 7.5, I think, is a correct. Because, yeah, it's got all the bones. It's what we said. It is a canon film and what it could be. What it is is a is a uh, canon film that definite that finally works. You know, uh, it's a canon film that we're not making excuses for.
1: You know, and that's I, I know it's a little unfair to say because movie making is such a particular science that it could just be luck that yes. this ended up as well as it did because one element works. That made the other element work. That made the other element work. And it's so impossible to make anything in this industry to make it good. So when right. it is good, it's like it's like uh, one in a million, you know?
0: But I mean, also, though, Frank, when you said luck, did you mispronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger? Cause I think <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. honestly, that's a, I think that's, that's a huge like, it's such a huge part. Like, I mean, for me, there's just, it's few and far between What are the Arnold movies that kind of don't work, especially from the prime. Like, and I'll give like, it's like raw deals. Like one of the few that doesn't work for me for whatever reason, but like I'll give so much leeway, just like we give, we give a lot of leeway to Canon because we love Canon and we understand yeah. how hard it is to make things. Um, but Arnold is just such a like. I, I don't know. I I can't. I it's like such a alternate reality if Arnold had done a couple canon films, like where canon would have turned out. You know, like oh, yeah. I, I think I have faith he could have pulled him out. I have faith that like yeah. he would have uh, used enough of his no, uh, I don't know wherewithal to kind of find the right moves or. He right. would have he would have replayed Hercules or something just to fuck with Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> and replay right. Hercules into your character, and then it would have been terrible. Um, you know, I just always <laughs> trust Arnold's choices over still Hercules. <laughs> Hello, I am Hercules. I am from Austria.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that voiceover—it's yeah, so crazy
0: sounding. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we love Commando, uh, and we love all you. Like we do, like again, yep. like uh, or we mentioned our Patreon, check out our Patreon. Uh, we're Once we get into January, whoever's signing up, we're going to start these fun uh, things. Hope you enjoyed our Could Have Been a Canon. Uh, if you want to reach out to us uh, outside of the Patreon, Frank, where can the people get us?
1: You can find us on the socials on Twitter and Instagram at the cannon. cannon. Remember that second canon is one N. You can also email us at cannon at gmail.com. That second canon is one N
0: exactly so do it but until next week i'm jeff garlock
1: and i'm frank garcia hale
0: and this is the The canon canon i hate small talk i got 20 more